hello and welcome to everybody that has tuned in to watch us again. Um, it's been a few weeks, um, but we are joined by a full roster again. Uh, so, Dave, we'll start with you. How are we doing today? I'm not too bad, thank you. Um, how is yourself? Well, I'm all right, mate. I've been sat outside looking out the window a second ago with the uh, the rain absolutely pounding down, and now it's uh, yeah. just about lightened up. I, I literally popped out before we did this live episode, and I'm thinking, yeah, it's going to rain at any moment in time. Literally, as soon as I shut the door, bang, <laughs> everything. I might, I can live with just being a bit early for once. So, uh, no, it's, it's good to get the the, uh, the band back together, as it were, talk our normal um, sense. Not sure when that happens, in but you inverted know, commas. very inverted commas, yeah. But yeah, all's well. Um, good, good. So yeah, all good. Good, 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 good. Andy, how are we doing? Same question. Are you alright, mate? Uh, apart from being absolutely boiling, uh, I'm not too bad, thanks. How are you? I'm all right, mate. Yeah, it wasn't a very good idea for us to uh, to wear jerseys nah. today, was it? <laughs> it's like might have been raining, but it's still nice and warm, and then we're all wearing a jersey on top of whatever else we were wearing. I'm going to jumper on under here as well. I'm baking. It's going to have to right, come off. T-shirt, t-shirt, yeah, <laughs> for that very same reason. <laughs> but other than that, are we all right, though, Andy? Uh, yeah, absolutely fine, mate. Yeah, thanks. Good, good. That's what we like to hear. And Griff, last but not least, the toothless wonder. Um, how are we, mate? It's been a, it's been a few weeks. Yeah, it's been a few weeks for Brocardi on on here. Yeah, uh, it's been I've been good. I mean, I've been enjoying the the lovely Manchester weather that is rain with thunder and a bit of lightning. It's about as predictable as a NASCAR sat nav, isn't it? Left turn, rain. <laughs> Pretty much. I do like this. I like the fact that, that Gref alludes to the fact that we say it's been a few weeks. We, we were at us four. We're actually on a video chat until 3 a.m. the other day, but in a different context. Um, so, yeah. Oh, oh it's good. Well, it was because it wasn't even supposed to be that. And it got, I think it got to get to about one o'clock when the last person left other than us. And we were just like, shall we start recording? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously we've had a bit of a break. There's not been a great deal of hockey news um, going on, but we're starting to get things feeding back through now. But the first thing on the agenda, and I have to say um, a great thing added um, content-wise and, and just generally, uh, to be fair, I'm going to pass it over to Andy for this. It's the virtual playoffs that we run. Cardiff get to lift some silverware, virtual as it may be, but it is that Stanley Cup. Uh, but Andy, cracking job with that, mate, I have to say. Like, really, really good. Oh, cheers, bud. Um Literally, uh, the reason why I thought about doing something similar is uh, I saw the uh, Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League do something similar with their sort of uh, playoffs, and I thought, yeah. well, why not do it for us? Got a bit more free time, still working, but you know, I've just got that, you know, just that bit more chance to do something like that. And uh, it's what I've, I've done in the past for uh, different AHLs, uh, but obviously not been able to use Twitch or anything, so I thought it'd be a good idea to do to do that and. Um, I hope everyone uh, ever enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, just basically what I did is, is I uh, I created some of the, the players from scratch uh, that weren't on there already. Some were on there already about yeah. about 10, 11, 12. So that made things a bit easier. Uh, but just, just try to make it accurate as possible, you know, as as it would be in the real world. And um, yeah, I I think it was probably sort of teams worth thinking of who, who, who would would have got there to, to finally in, in real life um but yeah yeah just just not there i really I, th- I think dave and gref will fully agree with me that when you say you try to get it as accurate as possible 
that was like nail on the head for me. Like the two top teams, the two teams in the final of the, of the Challenge Cup, like it could not have been more accurate in my eyes that. I'm going to say, yeah. Other than obviously, as we know, that the Steelers would have been lifting the cup instead, but we can't be too biased. So. No, we can't. Um, <laughs> two things for me. One, um, just to let any Cardiff fans were listening or listen afterwards, this is a legitimate tournament that happened to its completion and you've won it, so celebrate it. It's, it's good. Um, Steve King, by all means, you're very welcome. Um, don't, don't, Wrong don't, podcast. Don't feed, the, don't feed the trolls um, whilst you're there. Secondly, the effort and, and just content that you put together to put that together were just outstanding. I caught the final. Um, I've not been able to actually get any of those. And I was just like, the, just the detail of it was oh, absolutely exciting. And given that there's no sport live and apart from tonight where football has returned, um, you know, it, it gave content to whoever wanted it. Uh, and it was great. It was great stuff. So uh, well done, mate. I was a yeah. bit scared many that uh, Manchester probably could beat Cardiff and, and win the cup. There's, 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 not <laughs> a, there's not a computer code that could do that. If, if there is ever been a participation win. prize, then I think Manchester will take that for being involved, mate. That, that's... <laughs> for that to happen, you're talking cheat codes back to the Sega Mega Drive. That's how bad the cheat code had to have been for that to have happened. I was just happy we were there. <laughs> you, 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 you were like that uh, nation at the Olympics with just two people. They walk into the opening ceremony waving a flag. That was Manchester, weren't it? At the virtual playoffs. Yeah. I've got the vision now. Uh, the Manchester Storm is just Greff stood there waving a flag. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know we'll be waving the flag. It'd be that guy that was stood next to us at that New Let's Year's not. Day. Let's not. Um, one thing I'll say just before we throw it over to Greff, we have had a comment, sound is breaking up, I've heard about two words so far, um, so hopefully the sound has come back now, if anybody's in the chat room that wants to tell us that, then please do, uh, we are recording this as well, so I guess if it's not going to be possible to have it going properly, then obviously we, we'll, we'll put it out as a, a separate recording afterwards as well, so we'll carry on, um, I'll throw it back to Greff, sorry I just saw that and thought I'd mention it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all I well done to Andy for those Spot on. And also, any Cardiff fans, you've actually won the Stanley Cup. Take that as you want. It's like, I wish I had my soundboard right now. I can be, yeah. be serious. The, the one time you've got it, and it'll be perfectly perp, 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 used. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think that's the, that's the point that we all wanted to see, though, wasn't it? Joey Martin lifting the Stanley Cup. I think we can all, like, we can all just end the year on having seen that, and that's it. If, if twenty twenty in itself, isn't it? If, if it twenty twenty yeah. couldn't get stranger, Joey Martin lifting the Stanley Cup in a Cardiff so we'll, shirt. So we'll be releasing some limited edition My Fancy Zamboni phone, phone wallpapers with Joey Martin lifting the cup. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they will be available by our social media. <laughs> no, I, I, if you've got some work to do. I have. <laughs> I I have to say I think the um I think the one that, that did it for me though was it was like there were so many high scoring games at times it was when the when the Steelers were down by like five goals and then came back and won but there were like so many high scoring games and then all of a sudden it was was it something like Nottingham and Belfast that had like a three two yeah. game or something like that yeah. <laughs> it was funny. It was like twelve nine or something to Nottingham. Uh, yeah. I found out why it was so high scoring. It's kind of my fault. I should have realised, but. Um, and NHL now is 
it, it was basically like um, just NHL now is like so advanced in in customization and and what you can have, what sort of game style you want to play. And I found out it was actually on arcade and not full sim. Fair play. That's why it's high scoring, but <laughs> it makes it more entertaining, mate. I it was does, I, yeah. at one point I was sitting there thinking like, oh, we're out of his own playoffs, and then next minute I was like, oh, no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> But do you know what the other, the other thing I like as well? In addition to everything else, the fact that it was the playoffs and it was almost like it was the last minute goal for Cardiff and then the empty net goal for Cardiff as well. It was just even more like accurate. It was as if we've not seen these close <laughs> last minute goals against the two teams. It brought back crazy. a lot of horrible, horrible memories. From, yeah, uh, yeah, that's years true. Ago, yeah, Everybody was just sat there going, please don't go to three overtimes. Well, you know, the bars aren't open, but at least you'd have been able to get a drink in your own front room. The bars within your own homes would have been open. Yes. Yeah, exactly. We'll be careful with how we phrase that. So, yeah, the bars in our front room would be open. <laughs> and at least, no bunkers, and at least, though. No bunkers. And at least in your own house, you wouldn't necessarily have to do the social distancing. Ah, that's true. That is true. That is true. Although after lockdown, I may need to social distance from the fridge anyway. But that's a different argument altogether. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm should be called the fridge <laughs> Yeah, I like your I like your comment, Griff, about um, I'm not good. I'm, I don't try my jeans uh, as I've not worn them for three months, and I'm not sure if they'll fit. Of all the people to make that comment, probably the skinnier one of the four of us. I, I don't know. I'd, I'd put Andy on that list. Not now. Not now. I think I think Griff nudges it by a leaf. Fair play. Not not be anything else because of them. That would then put the balance back to Andy if it was anything more than a leaf. <laughs> Can I just say, I have to say, well, though, while we're on to like lockdown transformations, because we've not done a, a podcast in so long, Dave, we've kind of robbed the viewership of the transformation that was post, <laughs> post-shave and pre-shave for yourself, because that um, was just night and day. Oh, I, I've never d- done the kind of the before and after and just gone... Well, I won't repeat what I said because, again, it's a family show. But, yeah, it's just completely different. I look like just a different person. Um, it had to be done. I was going to hold holding out to July the 4th when, allegedly, the um, the hairdresser was going to be open. But I couldn't. I was just there. You'd be like, we're just stroking a bit. I'm like, I now do this. This is just not what I do. It's got to go. So, yeah, it's gone. Really? I got one comment. I looked seven years younger. And I'm not sure if that's a compliment or an insult. I like the specificness from that. They could have gone five. They could have gone ten. No, you look seven know, years younger. Five years? No, no, seven. <laughs> no. And I said, person, don't work in that kind of environment. We can, you know, you have plenty of data to work out how people you can go with haircuts. No, just random job. Just, oh, yeah, you look seven years younger. The person called Len. I was Sorry? just going to say that. I was just going to say that. <laughs> that would be fantastic if it was Len. Um, but no, sadly not. Um, I, I won't reveal her name, so it's fine. Fair play. And on that bombshell, we'll move to the next <laughs> to the next topic on the agenda. Now, now it's the L'Oreal section. On yeah. hockey. <laughs> hockey. Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll throw it over to in fairness any of you three that want to take it because out of the out of the four of us, I think I'm the least uh, qualified to speak about Team GB. So um, I'll I'll throw it out there to whoever wants it. The next thing on the agenda is GB Group. So. Yeah, so um, it's all been confirmed, just apart from the dates. Uh, however, um, GB's third year 
in the top pool. Um, COVID-19 may have taken away the chance of playing Switzerland, but it's not taken away a second year uh, guaranteed in the World Champs. So, uh, and it's a complete different group next year uh, in, in Minsk. Uh, we will be playing against the Red Army of Russia, Sweden, the Czech Republic, Switzerland, Slovakia, and Denmark, and of course the host of Belarus. Um, this time, finish seventh will um, give us uh, survival. Um, I don't know about you, Gref, or Andy. I'm not sure with this group, if I'm honest. I think this could be the one where we uh, we, we say thanks for the memories and we, we will see you in two years' time. Well, weren't one of the teams that we were that were the more beatable Belarus, and obviously, if it had gone ahead in Switzerland, they couldn't have they couldn't have been relegated anyway because they were hosting the following year. So, in fairness, in that sense, we've at least got a, caught a bit of, caught a bit of a break. But, well, we have, but it, it, the thing is, we could have still beat them, finished and finished thirteenth, mm. which we did this year. Sorry, last last year, um, and, and it just been you know would have stayed up. Um, I, I just I look at see the the problem is everyone's already said you know we can't look at the Denmark game because look how what happened when we played them last time and you know Gref will back me up with this and I'll pass it on to Gref you can't look at that game for the simple reason of all the performances out in Slovakia that was complete night and day they couldn't they couldn't pass a puck they they couldn't do anything everything that went wrong did in the one game mm. you know they you know. They tried, you know, we can't take that away from them, but everything just went wrong, Griff, didn't it? It went seriously wrong. I think that was like the the wake up call that they needed, to be fair. Because they're like, they, ran, they had like a few good games where, yeah, we got beat, well, we got, what, 8-0 against Canada, which to not get into double figures is great. And then obviously we took Germany to like the last 10 minutes. I was more than happy with those performances and then to go up against Denmark, I think we were apparently, yeah, we have a chance to do this and then get whitewashed 9-0. It was just awful. I mean, I'm kind of looking forward to not having to like get a, a Wonga loan out like we would have had to in Switzerland. Considering what, it's like what, £1.50 or something for a pint. It is, it's it's one fifteen, one twenty um, in Minsk um, compared to eight fifty uh, pints and twenty five pound for a shared box of chicken nuggets. Um, so yeah, uh, the wallets is a lot happier with the new with the new destination uh, than Switzerland. But see, Andy, you know, you looked at the group last time. You had you know the the North American element, mm. and we've now kind of got the other side of it. And you've got, um, you know, the Russians, the Swedes, the Czechs, the Swiss, the other end. Um, and that's just going to it's going to add to the whole the overall experience of, of the top level where, you know, the GB side will have played pretty much nearly every top team in the world over the over two tournaments. Yeah, it's, it's just incredible. Uh, you know, next year could face the likes of Malkin, uh, Lundqvist, you know, just so many so many great teams, great players, and um, yeah, it's it's kind of like a world tour, isn't it? When, when when you face every single sort of nation right at the top, and it's great. Um, I'm I'm gutted that the USA isn't in our group because if you look at last year, 
in that first period alone, we could have been up 6-7-0 just by the chances we had, but we just couldn't find the net. Uh, had everything apart apart from, from from scoring, but yeah, good about that. Uh, obviously gutted about missing this year. Um, look, Lausanne, just by looking at it, a beautiful place. We've been playing in, in, in a uh, brand new arena as well, but um, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot tougher next year, but like they've said, a lot cheaper and uh, facing more quality teams. I think also, you know, I think the benefit that we'll have in 21 is they actually know what to expect. And I'll kind of throw it back to Gref, and maybe Joe's in respect of an outsider in terms of not being at the tournament, and it'll make sense why I say that, is you hmm. can say, yeah, we're going to play the, uh, the USA, the, the Canadians, the top teams. But until you actually play against them, and you can watch all the TV in the world, but until you play against them, you actually see and understand and respect the quality of the skill and the speed. That bit more to help with the preparation just may help. You know, GB pull off another, another, you know, another miracle. Mm. I mean, yeah, definitely. I'd love to see another miracle, but because then we'd be going to Finland. But. I, yeah, I do think we'll probably be going back to 1A for another year and back up because then we'll be going to, what is it, St. Petersburg? It's St. Petersburg in 23, yes. That would be uh, awesome. I'm all okay with that. I mean, the one, the one word that I, well, the two two words that I sent to you the other day to you and Andy Carr saying, was it Pivo Pozastia? Fine, please. That's it's all we just, need to learn. It's good to know that we're getting the basics for, for the languages of new countries. Um, but but you say, as I know Joe, you said at the beginning of the topic that you're not as, as qualified. I don't, I don't think that's true, but we'll go with it. Um, that It's that information that will make the difference in terms of knowing what to expect. You know, you were gone from the likes of uh, Patrick Kane, um, you know, Hughes, Kapokaka, to potentially... Ovechkin, Malkin, Kuznetsov, Vasilevsky, Bobrovsky, uh, Lundqvist, um, different star after star. And uh, like I say, once you, you can watch all the NHL games and all the videos and all the prep, but until you see them with the naked eyes, it's, it's a different p- proposition. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you, you, you know, seen a few NHL games and just seeing that in person. You and I both said the same thing there when we when we saw it, like an NHL game for the first time. Is we said you don't get a picture for how quick the whole game is and and the reactions and like the moves that are being made when you're just watching it on TV and when you're sitting there and it's bang in front of your face. You know, it, it's just unreal and it's the same thing when you sit there even watching it on TV to an extent watching it when you know that it's Jonathan Phillips, Ben Davies, Ben O'Connor that's out there on the ice instead. You've got that more comparison rather than just kind of sitting down and switching on to that being the norm. Um, I think this year the other thing that you've got is with Russia being in the group, you know for a fact that like the Canadians and the Americans, they're not going to put out their full force teams. You know, the likes of like, I mean, the Penguins were out last season. I'll say that before any of you do. Um, They were out last season and... You know, there was no Crosby. Um, he didn't. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't go to play. There are a number of players that make the decision not to go and play. It isn't the same a lot of the time with the Russian team. The Russian team want to put the strongest team out that they possibly can, and so you've always got the opportunity and the chance, as you say, to see Malkin, Ovechkin, 
Bobrovsky. We, they, me and you were talking the other day saying, can you imagine if um, Florida get knocked out and Tampa get knocked out of the playoffs and all of a sudden Russia have got a one-two goalie punch of Vasilevsky and um, Bobrovsky? It's crazy it's to think insane. about with Sorokin in the background just seen. I'll oh, just listen and learn. Yeah. It's, That's, it's, it's unreal. Yeah, is, so, he, is it Mislikin? Isn't he Russian as well? Who's that? Is, is, is it Mislikin? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Now, the only thing to, like, say, the only thing to confirm is the dates because obviously with, with the coronavirus and all the leagues in the main leagues in Europe delaying their start, Germany have announced today that also main um, events with over 5,000 or 1,000 is now not permitted until the end of October. Mm. Um, so a lot of leagues are going to start later. There's a chance that the, the dates will change. So at the moment, it's due to start on the... 8th of May but potentially it could be no 7th my apologies the 7th of May uh, potentially it could start on the 21st of May uh, that is um, to be confirmed Friday I believe there's the next extraordinary general meeting of the IHF uh, to confirm the dates the fixtures um, along with the the Continental Cup which I know we'll go on to um, due course but all that information will be out this week and then it's you know, the, the full countdown and then it's that that opportunity to to, to dream again of, of going against the biggest and the best yeah it's certainly going to be interesting to see how it happens and what happens and it's, it's always an interesting one to follow but we never know i mean in fairness we were sat here before thinking that there was no chance that gb were ever gonna you know <laughs> be sat here now we we never thought that we'd have been sat here saying that GB had knocked out France yeah have they news to me I don't know I've not heard I don't, I don't think I heard it on the grapevine <sighs> sour grapes it's been a bad year <laughs> been a bad year at the vineyard down in Bordeaux um, so just to the point for me uh, I, I think Kansin the IA the world champs this year in a GB perspective, was actually the best thing that could happen because that Olympic qualification final against Hungary, I think that was a way, a sort of another sort of wake up call, a bring back down to earth moment where you think, well, well, you know, we did well in this, but we've not done well in this. So it, it, it gives them a year to better prepare, to look back on what they did wrong in that tournament, and and just trying to adjust some areas. I think Joey Martin becomes eligible this next season, does he? So that's another potential. I think if, if he wants yeah. to play for GB, yeah, I think he's eligible. Um, yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing him in the GB shirt. Oh, no, not at all. Uh, so, but also, um, another benefit of, of the delay is also Dowd, uh, all being well, yeah. will be back to fitness. Mm-hmm. So it, it has its multiple um, benefits that GB you know, just moved a year at the at the top table. Because the one thing you do need is all your best assets yeah. at full strength. But the, that's, that's, that's the negative on that side again is um, obviously players are a year older, so it'll be interesting to see how you know Bams, especially not playing so long, how how he'll um, how he'll do from next season onwards. Uh, but again, it's the same for everyone. 
everyone's been off through this virus, so there's no real ad- advantage to anyone particularly. But um, yeah, it'd be, it'd be great to see how, how how everyone does next year. I think it, it could benefit not playing for three, four months and just be able mm. to just put your feet up. You know, potentially had this happened, you know, 12 months earlier, you know, would Colin Shields have had another year just to have the chances to, you know, um, just rest? You know, I speak for myself playing beer league hockey. And my shoulders haven't felt so good not training every week in that. And I'm sure Joe's glass ankles are still glass. But the concept of, you know, just not training, not doing anything, just completely <laughs> letting the body rest. You know, I've spoke, I've spoke to a few friends who play um, semi-pro cricket. And they're, a lot of their players, the guys who were kind of teetering edge of saying this year was the last one, they've just got a renewed energy to, you know, a couple of years. So it's a good point in terms of, you know, being a year old in that. However, you know, the benefit of a few months just doing absolutely nothing, put your feet up, just gives that body, you know, it kind of the, the Rod Souch effect in terms of having the year off to recover from the injury and having another crack mm-hmm. at the uh, Who knows? It could also, in that sense, if we're going down the line of the, um, the rumours surrounding Ben Bounds, that could also be a benefit if... Obviously, with if he goes to play for a different team that isn't Cardiff this year, if he then goes to share the goal a little bit more and go even 50-50, anything really, anything from a reduction from pretty much 100% is, you know, he's going to be a benefit to the GB in the fact that he's going to have had a bit of a break and also he's going to have had that exposure to a different league if that happens. So last year, he and Gref, you have to both he saved around... 250-260 shots in the group stage uh, roughly around that ballpark the most ever saves in a, in a World Champs you know, that kid was busy Madness. you imagine that with a netminder who's had half when I say half season off but not played half the games so not had to do, you know, go to the well every game every night that's mm. going to be brilliant for, for GB and that's with Bounds are being pulled in the first period against Wallachia as well. He was injured, weren't he? He pulled something. Yeah, he, was, he pulled something <laughs> but, in his ankle. But, but, but they was already feeling up, so it's like, do you know what? I, I think, yeah. I believe, this is obviously not God, but I believe it's like, you know, 3 0, pulled something, let's just uh, save yourself for the, the France game. I think it'd do Bounds a lot of good if he does go to different league. Uh, for me, in the in the elite league, particularly, I I don't think it, it can progress because you look at what is one is one multiple uh, playoff titles, league titles, Challenge Cup titles. You know, there's there's not a whole lot left in 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 Britain for him. So I think ex- exposure to another league and a higher level is really going to you know improve his performance. Is is at an age now where you know he's he's, he's getting old, but he needs to find some sort of progression, and he's he's starting to feel his prime as well. So you know. Being exposed to to a better league, better players, and more of a weekly sort of basis is is going to do him the world of good. And um, you know, from an IH UK uh, perspective, I think now's the right time where you you've got to start giving uh, British goalies a chance. You know, like uh, when Bouncy was playing for Steel for Senators at the time, and then moved to Hull Stingrays, got the uh, start position from there, and it, it, it all went from there basically. So. I think something similar needs to happen again, uh, you know, with these juniors coming up and, and playing for the bigger teams on a more regular basis. Otherwise, you know, 
you're probably in five, ten years' time, probably going to be struggling to find um, a decent British goalie like Ben. So. It's true. It's going to cause a lot of issues eventually, like the having all the goalies to be a, a significant, uh, you know, of, of a similar age. We're going to come to a point when we've not given them the chance, and we've got nobody that can actually step in. It's it's just inevitable. But there we go, right? As you say, we've like got to start giving the chance. I will say this again. Apparently, we're still having issues in terms of audio, so I imagine that we're going to be putting this out just as an audio recording. Um, guys, we were just just guys have just said that the, your Skype's been jumping because mine has as well. Um, I don't know whether it's something that's caused by the um, slightly different weather or whether it's just a, a bad Wi-Fi signal. I'm not sure, uh, but for whatever reason, there, there have been a few issues. So apologies for that. And apologies if anybody's listened live and uh, and turned it off in frustration and not been able to hear as I've been trying to work in and get it back. But uh, I, I don't think it's happening, to be perfectly honest. Um, do we have anything else to add on GB Group before I throw it over to you, Dave, on, on just some extra GB? Oh, I'm gonna, the, the extra GB, which was, was something that broke a bit late last night um, in terms of the rumour mill. Um, so those who aren't aware... If you go 1A downwards, um, every tournament's announced yearly. So 2021's announced this year and so on and so forth. At the World Champs, it's 20, it's five years. So all the hosts from this, from 2020 to 2025, excuse me, are already known. Mm-hmm. Rumour broke last night that uh, there are four nations that are looking to bid for it. Now, the Swiss are looking to go for it because obviously they missed out this year. Other nations include Kazakhstan, Norway, and Great Britain. Out of nowhere. Um, now, mm. this has come um, news from kind of the KTL area and the KTL reporters. Uh, one of them who I saw it come from is, is very, very reputable um, and very trustworthy. Um, his information is normally spot on. So, interesting kind of concepts of GB hosting the uh, the main tournament um, just as a very quick uh, concept guys what would you think to that it'd certainly be interesting it'd certainly be different yeah, <laughs> where would it be though Nottingham Nottingham I'd Sheffield have, I'd, be guessing. I'd have thought Nottingham Sheffield mm. yeah because they only did one B in Belfast so you, you could yeah. one B. You'd only have one place in a, in a practice rink, which Belfast would, I'm assuming, use Dundonald, where Sheffield and Nottingham have a second pad either on the facility or just across the road. Mm. That teams could use and train. But 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 expo- exposure wise, just as a quick point before we move on, exposure wise, to the game in, the, in this country and, and having an actual World Championships, how good would that be? be unreal I'd be incredible yeah seeing what like Patrick Kane if we still playing by then in bunkers <laughs> <laughs> after he's like won a gold medal or something 
you know what? If uh, can you imagine if um, if if Russia won a gold medal and Alex Ovechkin was there following his celebrations uh, if it, if, if for the Stanley Cup? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I, I won't be surprised if he's, he's hopefully going for the Olympics because I think there's talk of the NHL as maybe at the next Olympics because he's it's the only piece of silver missing on his uh, resume now is Olympic gold. Because obviously, um, obviously, last time the Russians were banned, but the Olympic athletes of Russia were allowed to play. So. Yeah, loophole. Yeah, that's, that's um, another, another argument for another day. <laughs> Brilliant. Did he get the Did he get the con smile for Vetchkin? I honestly, no. I can't remember. I want to say, say, yeah. say Backstrom got it. I can't remember. I want to say Backstrom got it. Just somebody tell me in the back of my mind Backstrom got it. I could be wrong. It could have been a Vetchkin. I was watching this. Yeah. No, it ah, was. Yeah, it was a Vetchkin. Okay. Yeah, it was a Vetchkin. I, I, I had a recollection that it was somebody like Backstrom. So I was in a similar uh, level to you there, Dave. But yeah. Um, I, I will say now I have ended the live stream because it's just not working at all. Um, so we'll carry on doing this and, and, and release this as an audio afterwards. So again, apologies to anybody that was listening, but instead of us trying to keep just getting it going and going and going, um, we'll end that and then we'll carry on this and then we'll just re- release this um, and then go live again next time if we can. I suspect it's got something to do with the uh, horrific weather, but I don't know. Um, anything else GB related? Are we, ha- are we happy with that one? Yeah. Okay. Right. So, um, in fairness, I'm going to throw it back over to you, Dave, um, because it's the moment that I'm presuming you've been waiting for for a decent amount of time, um, and it is, of course, the CHL draw. You are quite correct. I'm not going to lie. Um, snacks and drinks ready for the draw. Um, everything set up to watch. Um, obviously, this year is a lot different because of the. Um, pandemic it's gone straight to knockout stage so congratulations Kyle if you finally made the knockout stage of the CHL um, of your annual trip um, that was a quote from Andrew Lord which just really riled me up to hell um, the screamed arrogance but that's another again another argument another day um, so all the t- two pots uh, the top seeds in pot one uh, the rest in pot two um, I'll quickly go through the uh, the draw. Um, so, uh, Sparta Prague will host uh, Lukaramin in the first uh, leg. Uh, Tampara will host Salzburg. Uh, Sheleftia will host Zug. Uh, Grodno have the audacious challenge of the ho- of the uh, the holders for London. Uh, Eisbar Berlin back in the uh, CHL will host Lulia. Uh, Geneva Savet host the Straubing. Uh, Vienna Capitals host Davos. Cardiff. <laughs> have Fargistad. Alborg uh, hosts uh, Karapat. Uh, Liberec uh, hosts uh, Tichy. Uh, Stavanger hosts first-time Seychellers Rogel uh, from Sweden. Yunos uh, Minsk um, hosts uh, Trinek. Ilz Tampere um, hosts uh, Red Bull Munich. Grenoble have Mannheim. Balzano host BLBN and the last uh, tie uh, Sondersika versus Zurich now obviously there's a few newbies in, in the CHL but for the first time there are two teams from the same city in the CHL um, Tampara and Ilves 
Um, never been done before. And there's, there's some good ties. There's some ties that you think, yeah, that's a bit of a bit of bank. But the one tie I'm looking forward to the most, uh, we'll go into Cardiff shortly, is it's Tampa to Salzburg. I think the Tampa Salzburg ties has got the makers of an absolute classic. Yeah, that's that's going to be an interesting one. Two two teams that I I, I think we would say are on the the favourite side of the podcast in fairness. So yeah, that's that's going to be an interesting one. How do we see Cardiff doing now? How do we? I'll be honest, I can't see them doing oh, Obviously, if we if we're investing an interest in it, it's it's got to be domestic first. I, I, so I, can't, I can't see them doing anything. Um, realistically, they'd have needed uh, to draw someone like. Um, Balzano, um, maybe Straubing, um, maybe even uh, Roggle, maybe. Uh, but to have um, an established team in, in Fagistad, I, I just can't see him doing anything. However, I'm saying that, and I'll stand by the fact I, I can't see him beating Fagistad. If ever a time for Cardiff to do it, it's in this format. Having the home, having the home, like they they've got to go, you know, one of the best friends, they've got to go balls deep and get a three four goal lead. They've got to pull off something like that, and then play zero five for sixty minutes in Karlstrad, and just hope and pray that they can play the most boring hockey, and just frustrate, you know, frustrate the hell out of them, and you know, lose by two or three goals. Mm. It's the only way I genuinely think that they can do. Um, you know, having that draw, um, it's also going to be um, not a, a simple place to get to. It's kind of the, it's kind of like no man's land in Sweden, where it's not near enough Gothenburg and not near enough Stockholm, so it's a, a bit of travel for him. Um, okay, the, the, a lot of the pros will be used to the travel, but I, I just can't see him. I can't see him doing it. You know, it's a shame. Yeah. Because I want to see the Brit teams do well. I want to see him progress. And, and, and you know, at the moment we've only had Nottingham that's made the. So when I quantify this, the legit knockout stage, I appreciate the Cardiff fans will, and rightfully so, dine on that they're in the knockout stage. Um, but this is the first round. That's going to be a fun ongoing on Twitter, I am sure. Oh, I at know. At some point. That's not, yeah, you know. I just lo- I love how they're still crying. There are certain people are still crying that why they've not been given the league title. All the other leagues have done it. Why not us? It's, it's bitter, it's sad. It's, it's one of my fancy Zamboni virtual playoffs, and if we don't run that again, they'll be reigning champions next year. If you want one of these with logo on it, I can do it if you want. You know, they, they, they that, can... That we definitely need that. We definitely need that. <laughs> they, they, they can go on Twitter and use the hashtag, and still. Just saying. Um, <laughs> true. But, yeah. Go, go away from the sarcasm of, of some of the, the, in my opinion, you know, petty fans. Um... I think this is the the only they've got. I, I'm going five percent chance of them making it to the second round, and now I would, in my honest opinion, go they're in the knockout stage of the second round. Because if we're all honest, it's been short. It's been done this because of the leagues not being able to start in August. Had we had no pandemic, they'd have been in a group, um, and they'd have had to, you know, do what they did last time and get close. And hope not play for London in the last two games and get absolutely destroyed, which I felt for him because you know we've been on the receiving end of that, um, you know nine goals against, and it's not you know uh, well, if you think before the two games they had a chance of qualifying out of group stage, mm. eighteen goals later it's like yeah never mind, 
and there's no, no shame in that at all. Um, no, I, I'm certainly not against Rolanda. We were eight. We what was it eight nil that we lost? Eight one that we lost eight against one. Salzburg? No, eight, eight oh, one. Yeah. We um. Did Bjorklund that scored? Yeah. No, no, that was that was eight, eight one was sorry. Eight one was Salt. Was eight or nine one? Eight Salzburg? one. Yeah, eight one. Eight it one. was eight one in Salzburg. Yeah. Then it was eight nine one in Frölunda, and yeah. it was Colton Fretter. I just remember, just remember setting a penalty shot. We were celebrating as though we'd actually won the Stanley Cup. Um, so Trent set us before the Cardiff fans were, thought they were the Stanley Cup winning team. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it, well, they it, technically are, but... Well, they are because they've won the, um, the virtual playoffs. So, you know... This um, is true. They are the first... My fancy Zamboni virtual playoff champions. Right? Look, I have to say, that is... No, we've got to give him credit for that, so congratulations, guys. Gary Bettman. Well, by, by automatic by automatic seedings, they they automatically qualify for the Stanley Cup this year. That, that's that's the rumour I've heard. So, 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 what is it? so if you win the Stanley Cup, you go into the CHL. If you win the CHL, you go into the Stanley Cup. Is that how it works now? No, 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 no. The seeding for the Stanley Cup, you've got, to, you've got to win the My Fancy Zamboni playoffs. That's what you've got to do. That's, that's, the, that's the prestigious event that leads on to the Stanley Cup. I'm, I'm with you now, so. Um, but uh, no, joke, joke, all jokes aside, um, there are some good ties in there. Um, uh, you know, I do wish Cardiff well. I just can't see him doing anything. I'm sorry. No, I need it. Neither can I. One piece of news um, that did come out of Switzerland about the CHL is that they are reducing the number of teams in 2025, 20, 20, I think it is. It's, no, it's 22-23. Oh, yeah. Mate, don't worry. Is it Wednesday today? Was it Friday? I don't know. Um, Sunday, it's, it's a day ending. Why? It is a day without hockey. That's what. That's all that, we know. Worst thing you could have said. Um, that they're going to reduce 24. Now, I, I got tipped off about this um, by uh, uh, a CHL insider, shall we say? Um, but they're reducing the foundation, the founding leagues, and now they're not having like the chat. So at the moment, you have the founding leagues have five spots, four or three spots. And then you have the Challenge Nations, which uh, GB are along with Belarus, Poland, Denmark, Slovakia, and so on and so forth. Reduce it by eight, they're going to go down to, instead of five, four, three, they're going to go four, three, and two, and mm. keep the Challenge Nations. Um, there was there was a, a, an issue when it first got broke out, they were reduce the, the Challenge Nations. They actually love, as that it sounds, the CHL love the Challenge Nations, and in particular, they love the UK. In respect of that, the the, the traffic driven uh, on the CHO websites and the energy invested by the fans of respective teams that have been in there. So if you look over the years, Cardiff for the last four years, so three years, four years this year, Belfast last year, Sheffield uh, two since uh, the CHO, uh, Nottingham two since, and you know, and, and, and Brayhead. And if you if you look back from a British fan perspective, the energy that those fans travelled to away games. Uh, there's only really like Munich and Sparta Prague that have been known, or when like I think it was Stavanger travelled to the Garden where they travelled in numbers. But you looked at the, the British teams, they travelled in numbers, and they loved it. The CHL loved that attitude and that energy that the the UK brought brings to the CHL. Um, and so the, the initial go, could they've got rid of them? We, no, it's, it's definitely. Um, the, the founder leagues. There was actually a talk of maybe giving the UK two spots in this year's CHL because if if you know there's no Slovakian team, um, uh, the second spot went to Belarus because they are the top ranking t- nation in the Challenge Nations. Can you imagine the outcry that that would cause 
Because at least, like, your top CHL spot had to go to Cardiff, really. Everybody knows that, that this, the CHL spot had to go to them. Absolutely. Conti Cup was, we always said, the logical one was for it to go to Sheffield. Can you imagine the uproar in how arbitrarily <laughs> decided the second CHL spot or the Conti Cup spot would go, depending on how you did it? Like, all of a sudden, you've got this extra European tournament with nobody that's won and the second team in the league being Sheffield. You'd be like, how is it done <laughs> It's gonna... Shall we just give it to Nottingham as the best performing team in the CHL from from England over the last five years? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, yes, that's uh, all been well. Uh, fixtures are the fifth and sixth of October. But as we mentioned earlier on, in terms of the the German Chancellor or the, at least the government in Germany that have said that crowds of over a thousand or more, I think, is can't gather until the end of October. I think that puts a bit of um, a, a dubious shadow doubt. of doubt. <laughs> unless they're going to, unless they're prepared to play their games behind closed doors as one-off games, because I don't think the DL will start, but the CHL games may start. Mm. So I know, I know the likes of this, the Swedish teams are already preparing, the Czech teams are already preparing. Um, I've not seen any, um, you know, Instagram videos of uh, German teams starting preparation. I've not seen any since so I don't know, but that may be the only way around it. But yeah. As much as it's planned, it's prepared, it's all systems go, still may be a bit of a down. That was a down way of the CHL talk. Normally, the CHL Our... talk is happy and cheerful, but it's, yeah, it's, yeah. There's a lot of UK, like, interaction with get going onto the CHL website. Is that mainly all from your IP address? Cannot confirm or deny that rumour. He's got one of those IP address masking apps so that he can keep going on and different ones to take part without it tracking it all back to him. If, if you spread that rumour, I will just declare it as fake news. Fake news. <laughs> you are fake news. <laughs> can you imagine? In fairness, I think... They, I, th- I like the way that they've done it and I, it's kind of almost similar to... Um, my kind of take on how they're doing the NHL is I think they've they've made the best out of a bad situation in the way yeah. that they've decided to format it. It's it's very logical. You can't really bring much in question. I think the only question really would be imagine if Cardiff beat um Farriestad and went through to the next round and then the arguments between Cardiff and Panthers as to who would the most successful British team are because Nottingham made it through to the second round, but they went through the group stages. Whereas, God, it's, you know, it's just heading towards a Twitter meltdown. It's great. It's, you know, looking from the outside, looking in, it's great. Oh, Twitter meltdown. Actually, I'm going to throw something about Twitter meltdown, but later on in the podcast, um, as, as a kind of any other business type uh, statement. But, but yeah, the Twitter meltdown would be great. Us in Belfast and, and everyone else would just lay with popcorn. Carry on, guys. We don't yeah, need playoffs right. this year. Yeah, who, who needs to come in again for the final four? You carry on. Argue amongst yourself, Belfast fans, just still dropping in and still, um, just to keep them going. All of a, all of a sudden, like this is the like mid this is the like inter period entertainment at the next playoffs is just scrolling through random tweets on the screen <laughs> in Nottingham, just like. <laughs> they're, they're replacing the third and fourth game with it. No, no, they can't. That'd be amazing. No, no, they can't. Oh, no, the betting shops can't Uh, can't last without that. No, no, we've got to to fund this playoff weekend. We've got to have that (laughs) over-under. Just to say, I was successful last time, and I think Joe failed, sadly. 
No, I, I, I was successful in the over-under. I had a, a, an accumulator. Ah, on, right, sorry. Um, and that accumulator just missed out. I think it was like, there was a certain number of goals that had to be scored across two or three legs, and I, I just missed out on that. So, oh, no, I think it had to go to OT. I think it had to go to OT, but yeah. whatever it was. But, yeah. Um, do we have anything else to add CHL-wise? Are we, are we, are uh, we good? Yeah, just one thing for me. Um, yeah. Looking at uh, Fadiestad's uh, roster, they've already signed their roster for next season. Uh, predominantly, there's, there's no real big names or anything that we're really used to. Uh, a lot of young guys in there. And, um, no, look at the team that Cardiff already signed. Uh, obviously, Bowers is questionable whether he's coming back or not. But look at the experience that Cardiff have in Dixon, uh, Martin, Joe Martin, Joe Martin, yeah. Joe Martin, Andrew Martin as well. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just quite a few players have got a lot, a lot of experience from different leagues. Uh, if if they can bring in a few young, fast players in, I think they've got a, a chance, an outside chance that is, but still a chance. Uh, like Dave said, if can pull off a close game in in Thalestad and then come back to to um, to Cardiff and then you know get a, quite Cardiff, a few goals they, on the board. Cardiff hosts the yeah. first leg, mate. Oh, first leg. Sorry. Uh, if yeah, if they if they run up the scoreboard in, in, at home, and then they lose by one or two goals, say in the second leg, then you know they've, they've got a chance. Is, is is what I'm saying. If if they stand the right people, they've got a chance. Dave, you and I were talking about this at the driving range a couple of weeks ago. I, I think they have the better chance hosting the first leg, and it's not often that you say that, and you often want that that home advantage in the second game. But I, th- I think I would expect Faristad to, to run up some kind of score clock in, in their, you know, in their own building. And I think coming back into your building with that deficit might just be too much of a mountain to climb. Whereas if they can build up a bit of a gap between them in Cardiff and then just battle the game out and just play it period at a time. And just, as you say, play, play five guys defensive and just take your chances when they're there, then they've got a good chance. So I think in that in that respect, it's actually one of those times that you actually have a decent advantage being the first leg, or it they is, do at least. It is, and I think that's the only, if we're honest, I think that's the only realistic way that they could have an opportunity of, of making it through to the second round. Yeah. I see, Fagestad finished second in the league in the SHL, whilst Fulumba finished seventh. I'm trying to think. Was it was it was it was it Fargistad that Falunda played and they were like five yeah. goals down. Yeah. And that was at uh, Fargistad. The, yeah, they, they were that. Yeah. And then they got destroyed in uh, in Gothenburg. Um, well, I thought no, wasn't it the other way round? I thought they put up the goals in Gothenburg and then for some. No, group... no, they were they were six. I, I think it ended up six three. They were five nil down, and then Gothenburg. Uh, so Falunda won eight eight two. So much stupid like that. They really yeah. did, you know, absolutely tan them at home. Um, because everyone's like, "Oh, this could be could be interesting." No, as you I remember watching the game, and I was it was it was quite spectacular to see just how they did it. But madness. For under, what can you say? The blueprint on how to be a hockey club from top to bottom. Yeah, yeah, this is true. I have to I have to say, and I have to bring this in now because we've said about the blueprint of of how to be a top notch hockey club. The question was asked on the Steelers Orange Army fan base page on Facebook. It might have even been Craig who asked the question, actually. 
how can what what do we need to be able to compete with top-notch teams like for London? A, a good question to see how the fan base would gauge where we're at and what it is that we need. The disappointing part was a resounding and overwhelming majority of our fan base thought that the way that we needed to compete against Frölunda was to sign a full-time enforcer against a club without a full-time enforcer uh, in a league that don't have fighting. Just remember, that's how we, just, remember that it's, just remember that's giving me a migraine. Um, I, oh, yeah. I'm 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 tapping out of this one because I'm not going to comment on the stupidity of it. You know, if it were a Manchester fan, I could kind of understand that. All, all due respect to Manchester and their uh, the team they build in the, sm- in the the small rink that they've got, you know, the old uh, big blue tent style rink. I could understand that. They often build a, t- a team around the heavy the heavyweight not necessarily the enforcer but the heavyweight at least which is what you should do you use your home yeah. advantage you play you know play there more times than the other rink so but yeah nah, it's i mean given that a number of our a number of sheffield fans so if manchester on tv are listening we are criticizing sheffield so please mark this down in the diary just so that when you want to go down the um the uh bias towards sheffield just to, so we do balance it out um <laughs> It's just you know. I don't think we balance it out. I think we overwhelmingly criticise Sheffield a lot of the time. <laughs> I just want it noted so that when it is quoted, although we never actually tagged in. I mean, that you know what? Tag us in next time, guys. You know, maybe we should get them on for an episode. Don't, don't, maybe, don't drop the ball. Maybe we should do that. But we actually did ask them to come on, but we didn't tag them in the tweet that was requesting it. Oh, so unfortunately, ah, we right. didn't see. Um, <laughs> but you know, given that our fan base or a fair number of our fan base don't want to participate in the CHL because we can't win, and I think they'd rather take part in the Yorkshire Cup because they could win it. And that is fact. The amount of people will just go, I don't want it because we, we injuries. Yeah, we could risk injuries. Well, you could risk injuries in training, so we scrap training. Yeah, you know, but how, this is how, the same how, fan how, base how far, that argues. How far down the line do you want to go down? This is this is the same fan base that argued that the purpose of pre-season friendlies was to give the team confidence. <laughs> you remember, remember that bombshell when we were playing now? Uh, was it we were playing? It was Lexans and um, was it that year or was it when we Amira. played Soda Talia and um, and Nuremberg? Tim, Tim Rath. I, th- I think it was. Tim Rath. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. It was it was Lexans and Timra when we played those two that year, and everybody said, "Oh, we need we need confidence." Yes, because right. um, the, 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 the early yeah. bubblings of the resistance was like, you know, how, how are forwards going to be able to score against these two tough Nate, two tough oppositions um, when it's like it's pre-season, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Just um, <laughs> but it's, it's, Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, I, do you know what? I'd, I'd love to know if any... So let me try and be a bit serious in my point because I was, I was very sarcastic and I meant to be if anybody so was in two minutes on that we're marking the diary that we criticise Sheffield and that we're being serious <laughs> yeah within yeah. two minutes of each other Yo, hey it's 2020, 2020. everything's happening in 2020 like no <laughs> opinions it's fine it's fine but not yours <laughs> oh um, sorry <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd be interested to know genuinely why anybody would think unless they were just taking the mic which I hope they were because you know for the bants, get the likes on the go. Oh, um, um, well, you generally oh, think having an enforcer. Maybe cringe so down. badly with that. <laughs> oh, well, the bants. Oh, get on the no, because you're throwing under the bus. <laughs> if you don't agree with. Me. Hold on, is that you throwing him under the bus or is it the revolving door? I'm not. I'm not sure now. I'm lost. Revolving doors on the bus, and you go out of the revolving door under the bus. 
Oh, it's oh, so the revolving door throws you off the bus. Exactly. It's a brand new right. room <laughs> The one doesn't want to tell But yeah, no, I'd, I'd be interested to hear, and, and, and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll put the social media taglines and tell us, you know, why you may genuinely think uh, that an enforcer would bridge the gap. Um, I think that's like 150th out of 135 reasons why it would bridge the gap. Um, but I'm, I'm genuinely intrigued. I'm genuinely love to know, just so I can work out the logic, because I can't see any at all. And that's oh. the only one. But I, I love, but I love seeing it because the the argument is always, or the reason behind it is always, we were bullied. Yeah, and the, I'm like, yeah, we great, weren't bullied. The greatest piece of enforcing was done against Frelunda, and not a single punch was thrown. The, for me, the greatest piece of enforcing ever done. You had these 21, 22-year-olds, quick, speedy, or even 17, 18, 19-year-olds, a bunch of them, like six days later, flying to North America for NHL training camps, and one, inf- one guy who was a bit, you know, played the tough role, just had, you know, had the quiet word in the ears at that, that uh, you carry on, you're not fit to play next week at the training camps because you could be injured because I'm going to make sure I'll take a few games ban, I don't care, and they all shut up. They all stop with the sarcasm. They'll, they'll stop with the sly stuff. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. I get the deterrent argument. I just think I just hate to see that phrase. We were bullied. We're being bullied. Because then the thing is, with half our fans, it then develops from we're being bullied by players on the ice to we're being bullied by the referee, and then all of a sudden we're being bullied by Twitter. Twitter <sighs> opinions. Jeff, I'm intrigued because I, I, this is kind of becoming a bit of a drone on Sheffield fans and I don't want it I personally you know as much as some people deserve it to be a drone on them yeah you, you, you get the same you know I'll put my hand up and I'll happily say it face to face it's not like something I wouldn't say before Graf, is it something that you get kind of get in the Manchester fan base of a, a constant attitude where, you, where it's like you know we have to bully or we we, you know, we have to do this or we're too physical is that like you, you get that at Manchester uh, no we mainly get like people not really knowing the rules you see that a lot on Facebook, but then again, I guess you see that around the fan base a lot. And each fan base, for new, for new fans as well. Slate uh, in the ref, see that an awful lot. And then, yeah, you don't, you just get, oh, if this person was back, he would have, he would have bullied him. It's like, and for, for one example, Patrick Valkak, it's like, he wouldn't have done Jack Diddley squat. That was rather formal of you, sir. I was going to say what was. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to use a curse word. I, 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 I can get what you're trying to say there, mate, sir. Do you know what I like the facts about that most? He was then going to say, I was going to swear. And he moderated himself from saying swear to, I was going to use a curse word. Exactly. <laughs> We are our family friendly. He's just missing a, a dinner jacket, and a bowl hat. <laughs> I'm sure I can see a bow tie under that jersey. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> now it's going down a different route of conversation. Moving swiftly on. <laughs> do we uh, do we have anything else to add on 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 this point, or are we moving on to um? I have a, a, new. a small oh. a small point. Yeah, go for it. Um, Realistically, the only way that you're going to see a British team, you know, uh, being better and, and being one of the best leagues in Europe is if one of the teams has a major, I mean, major sponsor, sponsorship deal. Mm. Like you've got, um, you know, you've, you've got Red Bull Munich, then you've got Red Bull Salzburg, 
And then you got the uh, the football team is Red Bull Leipzig, and then Red Bull New York, I think it is. Yeah. Um, yeah so some, yeah. Well. yeah, yeah, as well as that. And um, so if, if 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 you had Red Bull sponsoring one of the elite league teams, and then they, you know, like everything that you had the same branding, same sort of logo as as Munich and Salzburg. Uh, I think that's the only way you'd really have it, or or like maybe a British company like Lucasade or something. If if you had a big company like that was willing to put money in, into you, into your club, help fund these uh, these training programs, uh, maybe a new training venue, then be able to put the not not just the players on the ice from overseas, but also develop the Brits as well and give them a platform. Uh, that's the only way over time you're going to be really competing with these teams. Mm. Andy, can I kind of hold part that point you're making? A good point because it was yeah. the thing I'm going to add uh, towards the end of the, of the show uh, for, for a few future episodes, and I think that will lead to it. Um, it'll make sense, but that's you know in terms of blueprint. Um, but you, you're doing common sense, mate. I'm just going to mark you down. On oh, that. sorry, sorry. Um... Sorry, I'll go now. But no, it's, now. It's, it's a, it's <laughs> did a, you not know a, this is a family-friendly, common-sense-free podcast? It's it's a good point, but it's, it's part of okay, what right. I'll mention, I'll mention later on. So, um, and it'll, it'll add to the thing that we'll do. So, so we'll move we'll move on from this, then we'll come back to it. Unless Greff's got something to add. Uh, I was going to say, can you imagine that the Ribena sponsored Dundee Stars? <laughs> no, Opal Fruit sponsored. Dundee Stars you could have like 80s nights every month oh, don't even <laughs> can't help yourself can you you're very welcome um... no words <laughs> are we good to move on now are we good? No, now we've had to just had to mention the hideous 80s jerseys we'll, uh, we'll move on um, we're sticking Europe for the time being. Okay. Can't you tell that there's no domestic hockey on at the moment? Um, apologies. Forewarning to uh, anybody, Manchester Storm TV, anybody, um, that this may be centred more around Sheffield as this is the Continental Cup. Uh, and again, I am pro- probably the, not the person with the knowledge on that, so I'm going to throw it over to probably Dave again, I'm presuming. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, Continental Cup action. It's the first time in... Three years that we've been in Europe. We've had like, just, the highest. Just giving the others a chance. That's all it is. Yeah, we, we were like in Europe for like every year for like three years, and we've had a gap. So it's it's, it's going to be good eventually to um to be back uh, on the continent. Um, you know, before Brexit and all that. Um, so the the format's changed. Uh, <laughs> the format's changed in the Cup. So for the past few years, the semi-final's been two groups. And the top two of them groups go to the super final, then you bid to host, um, and then the winner goes to the CHL. Years before, um, you had, um, the, you knew who was going to host the final, but then because you had um, uh, the spot of the CHL, you then take you, you took out the, the the opportunity to host the final in advance. Um, so when Sheffield made the first final in 2010, you knew Grenoble was going to host it. Um, whereas when we went to Minsk, all teams were bidding for it. So the format's changed. So it's now two groups in the in October with a qualifying round, and the top two of them groups go into the the main round. It's like one round but the semi-finals, but four groups, and the winner of them groups goes through to the super final. 
Now, Sheffield, um, again, a bit, a, a, hearing a bit of insider information, are actually quite highly ranked in the tournament, um, in the top three, I'm hearing, um, and will have the opportunity to bid to host. If it's, So this is a bit I'm not sure on, uh, so I'll put the um, disclaimer straight up. Internationally, so if like Olympic qualifiers, um, if you, the highest ranked team has first shout at hosting the group. So, for example, when the GB hosted the Olympic round in February, GB was the highest ranked team and they had the first shout at hosting it. Would have been nice actually to go back to, to Hungary, if I'm honest, but no, never mind. Um, so, if it's the same principle for this, which is similar tournaments, Sheffield will have the, the first shout at hosting one of the four rounds. Um, I'm and looking at some of the you know some of the teams that have qualified, and you can work this out through um, um, sites like Flashscore, where you can if you are sad enough to go through the the groups like I have, and try and work out who could be um, to be drawn. You actually look at some old teams that um, that you know could be entering. It's like you know one team that's back in the fold for after a while, is Asiago, who Sheffield played in 2011. Uh, with Drew Fatter, members of that was on the team, and also Sean Bentivoglio uh, was on that team uh, who beats um, beat Sheffield. So um, I believe that's going to be the same uh, information they get to find out where and what uh, Friday. I believe that's the meet, the, the meeting where they're just going to do all the, the, the tournaments and that. Um, selfishly, I don't want Sheffield to host it. Um, but yeah, Sheffield ended up hosting it. Be great. Um, Graf, Sheffield, are you going to come over and see um, a British team in Europe? Yeah, why not? I mean, it's hockey in the day, so it's hockey against teams in Europe, teams that are not that not the teams that we see every single week. So it'll be decent to see. I mean, it'll be hockey where I don't really care. I can just drink and carry on. This podcast, uh, this, this, this podcast do, uh, do, do not end forced drinking. No. It's a family-friendly podcast, Gref. You, 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 you moderated yourself from saying swear earlier, and now you're encouraging everybody to drink and not care about hockey. What's this? Unless it's your, think about the children. Unless it's Yorkshire team. You can no. drink Yorkshire team. Yeah. That's like, you know, that's that's a podcast on its own. The argument between me and Griffin Yorkshire team. I don't drink tea, so I'll just sit. You, I don't either. You just take the popcorn. You me and Andy, me, hold on. No, we could do this. We could have it as a, as a structured debate, and then me and Andy could be the moderators that decide who wins at the end of it, with no bias towards the fact that three out of four of us are from are from Yorkshire. So yeah, so yeah, Sheffield back in the County Cup. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, it'll be sometime in November. Again, the dates are um, to be confirmed. And uh, yeah, I don't know about you, Andy and Joe. I'm looking forward to it. I significantly hope it's away, just because Copenhagen was awesome. Um, but then the flip side to me is thinking, if it's the semi-final is hosted in Sheffield then it'll make it easier if the final is then not hosted in Sheffield um, to travel and then we get to see the whole thing. Um, 
show. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I like. Don't really care who hosts it to be honest. It'd be good to get back into some European hockey. Um, hopefully, we don't decide to pull his finger out halfway through this time, and we actually go in all guns blazing from the start. I, I have a lot of faith in the team with Aaron Fox at the moment, so I think, in all honesty, I, I can't see any reason why we why we can't contest and be lifting the trophy at the end of it all. It's also a team, I think, actually, based on last year's, I think it's a team that could do well in, in Europe. The style mm. of hockey played, I think it would do well. Um, but yeah, Andy... We just um, need a bit more built defence. That's all we need, just a bit more defence. True. I think, so I think that's the thing, is you, you see it quite 50-50 across in, in some European leagues, whereas we were very, very high scoring. Um, but, you know, that, that, that could mean one or two personnel changes in the defence, and that could be night and day. True. And Andy, kind of the one thing that is kind of against Sheffield in one respect is a little bit of pressure in terms of the UK have actually had for not having this for years, having a team in the final for the last four or five years. So is it the expectation to carry on that run? Could be just a little bit of, you know, a little bit of pressure that, you know, to go against the teams that they could be going up against. I think there is a little bit more pressure, uh, more so because of last, of, well, this season with Nottingham, um, I, I felt it was very unfortunate not to not to you know progress as, as, as much as they did. Uh, I they ran into a, a few teams with some really good uh, fast skaters on on there that just really sort of killed them off in in last period or so. But uh, yeah, there's a lot more pressure. Um, for me, I don't mind whether it's Asiago or, or Sheffield. Uh, it'd be great to be, if it was away. It'd be fantastic. Out of the country off the list, and I'd, I'd love to go to Italy. That's one of the countries I'd, I'd really love, love to go to. Um, Say, it, it, it just jumping, not, I agree, it is a great place to go and watch hockey. I've, I've been twice. It could be it could be a number of countries. I know um, Ligue of uh, Vamion, um, are in the Conti Cup. You've got Frederick, Sean, Whitehawks, Denmark, potentially could be hosting it. Um, you've got a few teams that could potentially, depends on who's going to be in the group, Um could be hosting it so it's, there's a few uh, possibilities um but I, i've got I'll, I'll end my kind of input of the county cup on one sentence and apologies manchester on tv but isn't it good to talk about the steelers and european hockey again i think so Gref might disagree <laughs> it's not quite unfair no i mean none of us are going to disagree with you on that mate <laughs> it's not quite unfair Frisk-ass-ka. Not Frisk-ass-ka. Oh. <laughs> but Actually, they lost points for me because their goal music sweet Caroline. Yeah. <laughs> Is that where um, Salzburg gained points for having their their goal music as... What was the Glory, <laughs> Glory, yeah, Glory Gainer? High-pitched high techno to Glory Gainer. Yes, they score points. Hermes House Band, that's who they were. <laughs> so, yeah. Brilliant. I think, oh, we'll, we'll see. Sorry, Paul. No, it's okay. Um, for me, it's it's not just defence. It's possibly possibly like a goalie as well. Um, mm. We're not sure whether Dubois can be hanging around. Uh, and again, there's, there's a few rumours of of Sheffield not going with the um, tandem starter with this season in signing Cantor as well as Dubois. So if, if we do decide to go, you know, whether it's a tandem again or just just one import and what one Brit, whether that's Killing coming back or not. Again, we're not so sure. So, 
his whole defensive and goalie sort of situation we are yeah. I think really counting on uh, for, for Aaron to get right this season and hopefully we've got all faith in that that he will do if Sheffield can can re- retain Valorand Connolly Eberle and DeLuca in addition to Tronchinski we've already said that Tronchinski is going to be on that list if Sheffield can can retain Valorand Connolly DeLuca and Eberle then they've got a lot, you know, they've got their main scoring, like, group on paper. So then they can shift their focus then to building from the back and building on a good goalie and then a good defence moving forward. I think that, I agree with you, that's got to be the, that has to be the priority, particularly with some of the speed. And I think that's one of the things that you you touched on saying about the speed of different, of some of the different teams and, and, the speed, I think that's one thing that our league aren't necessarily as built for. And we're getting towards that point. But you look at teams, even teams like the Al Svenskin and some of the players that are coming in from the Al Svenskin, um, they've just got so much speed coming in. They've got some youth on that team and they've got players that can absolutely fly. And I think that's where we can get left, left out. If our game's too offensive, and this goes across the whole league, across anybody that's trying to compete in a European tournament, if we're trying to be too offensive, that I think our league is kind of stepping closer and closer to becoming that that league where a team will let in eight, score eight goals and let in seven, and that kind of thing. If we're then coming up against a team that's very strong defensively and has a lot of speed, they're going to get around the back nice and easily. And I think I, I agree with you. That's that's got to be the priority to put us in a good position is getting a good defence. Um, do we have anything else to add on on the Conti Cup, or are we good to move forward to the? The penultimate thing that I have written now. Okay. All good. So uh-huh. we now we now have news that the airport is back open. Uh, it's under strict social distancing measures, but the airport is now open. Um. So yeah, because there's been quite a lot of movement on this, we've we've discussed this before coming on that we don't think it's best to go through every individual player that has had a contract extended or re-signed or not. Resigned, as in has left. I don't know why I said not resigned. Um, you know, or has signed that is new. I think it's a bit daft for us to go down the route of talking about every single player. So what we're going to do is review, kind of a, a broad scale of who each team currently has on paper, and then from that we can pick out a couple of players if we want that, that kind of stand out to us. Um, shall we go in alphabetical order, gents? Are we are we are we wanting to go down that route? Sound. So the first team, it's nice and easy. It's Belfast. They have no one. Stop it. <laughs> good, good, good recurring so far. That's I know. It's good, isn't it? This is the this is the thing that I keep seeing as well. I keep seeing a lot of fans from across different teams kind of having a bit of a meltdown that there's nobody that's been signed. Now, firstly, I don't think anybody doubts that players have been signed, but teams are taking different stances on the appropriateness of releasing at this at this point. And also, we don't know what time when the league's going to start. Why not hold your cards closer to your chest? Why Why tell the teams now who you've got on paper when actually you might have got a bit more time where you can kind of keep it a bit, you know, under wraps? Um, but yeah, so Belfast, according to Elite Prospects, at least have nobody signed. Um, so that's a nice and easy one to start with. Uh, we then come back to the My Fancy Zamboni Virtual Playoff Champions, um, the Cardiff Devils. <laughs> uh, and from what I can see, gents, and if you, you guys know anybody else, they've got Mark Richardson in defence. Uh, and then Steve Dixon, Joey Haddad, and Joey Martin, uh, the podcast goat. Um, 
So they're, they're the only players that I'm aware that they've got signed. I don't know if anybody else is aware of anybody else. Um, that, to me, is a good foundation for a championship team already. Yeah, the goal. Uh, Nathan Lyons is back. Um, for me, actually, you know, the important signing out of the fours is, is Mark Richardson. He's having that experienced defenceman, British defenceman. Um, yeah. It makes all the difference. It's, it's kind of like the Dave Phillips signing. It's kind of like the Ben O'Connor signing. It's that quality that you expect from an import, but a British holding passport. So it, it just makes the balance a lot better for them. So, you know, Haddad, great year last year. Was I think it was his highest goal-scoring season he's had in Cardiff. Um, Martin returns for his seventh year, I think, I read somewhere. You know, it feels like he's been there forever. Um, you know, um, I was going to say, is it only seven? I think it's seven. I think that's what I read. And then Steve Dixon, which um, he came back last year. I think it was a, a better season for him. Um, and, and for Dopsy, he kept them in business. So next year, you know, we, we know what we're going to expect, but it's talent, and it's you know, it's not not cheap talent, but you know, you pay what you get, and they've got good. So, you know, for, for, for Cardiff fans, yeah, they've they've, they've they've got all right with the signing so far that they've announced. Yeah, I agree with the Richie being probably their key one at the moment. I mean, Brit D-Man, and that's his like what twelfth season with. The Devils? 14th. 14th season. Jesus. And that's with stint it well, a stint in Kazakhstan as well. Stint in Kazakhstan. Where he came back and then played. Played for Cardiff during that stint as well. Yeah. I mean I'm and presuming then... that we're gonna see him take the A again this year. He's been the assistant captain for two, three, and four the last he's, five seasons. He, he's leadership material. Um, Absolutely. It, well, he's been it, the assistant captain for GB as well for the last yeah. six seasons, I think. I mean, in fairness, had it been any Jonathan Phillips, I think he'd be the captain. Yeah. I know he's been the captain whilst Joey Martin was out injured as well. Mm. But, it, but it also shows yeah, the, the type of character he is where he delayed his testimonial year so that they could do the fundraiser for Scott Matsker. Um, so it just shows the type of person he is. Um, and yeah. everyone, anybody who speaks to him, whether as a as a player or as a fan, they always speak highly of him. So the, the type of person you want around your team. 100%. Uh, not a whole lot I can really add to that, gents. But uh, yeah, you're right. We've got, we've got a, a good, a solid core once again. And that's... That's something that other teams, I think, are looking at. You know, you know, Cardiff have, have been definitely the most successful team in the last few years, and um, a lot of that success has been, you know, re- related to the amount of players that are bringing back. Just that solid sort of core. Uh, so if you know, I think Nottingham are looking to do a similar sort of thing. They have lost Matheson, which we'll come to a bit later. Yeah. Uh, so that is a bit of a blow for them, I think. I think it, it could be one of the one of the big starting blocks for them. Um, but I, I think all teams are going to look to retain that some sort of core so they can build off it and then do the same in the seasons to come because it has been proven that, you know, it is the way to go forward. It is the way to, to be successful. So, yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I mean, just looking at their numbers as well, though, that's like, that's the thing that really, like, stands out to me is just... You just think they've they've got four players signed, and now they've got uh, 121 SHL games, 188 Liga games, 101 KHL games, 325 AHL games, and 74 DEL. 
in four players. That's pretty crazy to me. Um, what do we think to the rumour surrounding Andrew Lord? There's some question currently as to whether or not he's going to be returning. I've seen that all over social media. It'd be a big loss. It would be a big loss, but I can't see that management team um, making them fall short in terms of replacement. Um, again, move to the EBL. Um, he's won everything that he can in Cardiff, apart from um, the Gagarin Cup um, or the, the the SHL Championship. Uh, you know, joking aside, he has done very well uh, at Cardiff. So you know, a bit of a challenge for him. I don't know. It, It'd be good. For, I think it'd be good for him to expand his his horizon again. Like we've mentioned about Ben Baum's, you know, I mean, it's a different style of hockey to to coaching to to working. Um, yeah, I think it'd be good for him. Um, but I, 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 you know, I think we know Cardiff would not fall short. They'll, they'll make sure they have someone yeah. um, to do the job. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, any more to add on Cardiff? Are we good to move on from there? Right, so uh, we next move on to the Coventry Blaze. So I believe I have a couple of players. My internet's been very slow, so apologies. They have three players signed on paper. Um, They've got Evan Bloodoff, David Broll, and Luke Ferrara. Good start. Good start. Uh, Top league goal scorer. Um, Bloodoff seemed to get his groove in as the season went on. And Broll fit into Coventry if that makes sense. He, he, he weren't the best player, it weren't the points that outstanding, but he fit the Coventry Blaze. So it was a bit of an all things, all people type signing. You know, did it hit, fight, could get points. Good, good signing for him. You know, and a decent start to the recruitment. Broad kept stops busy as well. Sorry? He kept the he kept dots busy as well, bro. He he did, so yes. Was, at least you know he's he's gonna put his body out there. And then obviously key signing, Lou Ferrara, top goal scorer. Can't really Important year, important year. Definitely, um, Agreed. Even more important year now. See mm-hmm. if we can do it again. Yeah, again, uh, it, it's it's a small sort of core, but it's a good core all the same. And uh, we can bring a, f- a few more players in from last season. Uh, perhaps Larkin. I think Larkin had a great season for Coventry. Yeah. Uh, and and Johnston as well. You if, if you put uh, Ferrara, Johnston, and Larkin again on the same line next season, I think they'll carry on where they left off. No, he's so like the um, the uh, Valdix. Dowd and Nelson line who put up really good numbers yeah. when they were together and uh, again this season they've done a, a, a similar sort of thing so keep them together that, that's one line already sorted that's a great building block to build off and um, yeah uh, Blood off in particular now he's, he's a good few years from Fife uh, can contra last season did, did really well again so yeah I can see him just going strength to strength there's only one problem with the Johnson part he's fine for Bordeaux I'm going to say he's already yeah, 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 right. Yeah. yeah, okay. Nice arena though, Bordeaux. Mm. Just to run before that in. <laughs> um, no, I can't. You know, I can't really add much more, guys. I mean, 331 AHL games across three players, um, and then five NHL games. I think that's mainly coming from David Brawl, in fairness. But, um, well, maybe all coming from David Brawl. I don't know. Um, 
But no, uh, you know, as, as you guys say, I, I can't take a lot away from Coventry last season. They made the change early doors. They got rid of Jamie Phillips. They brought in CJ Mott, and all of a sudden, it was just a completely different team. Um, and I think by the end of the season, I think they were probably one of, if not the strongest team. I, I, it's certainly not a team that I wanted to play by the end of the year. Um, so, you know, retaining some big players. David Brawl, big, a big guy. We talk about the, the, there's no need for an enforcer, but he did a great job out there as well. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, there's some great videos of some block shots from Brawl that, that he that he pulled off and just got straight back up. Um, blood off, as, we, as you guys have said, huge contribution. And then Ferrara, big, big, big season for Luke Ferrara. He has to replicate what he had last season. If he replicates what he has last season then he's going to be a significant star in the NA, in, in the elite league. I was going to say NHL, then, in the elite league. Um, but all kind of sits on this season for the time being, I think, for him. He, he's got to prove that it wasn't just his teammates giving him the assist, to, giving, the, giving him the assist, I can't speak, apologies, um, you know, and setting him up on that back door. And if he can prove that, then, you know, he's got a great few years ahead of him. Um any more on commentary? Just what, more? sorry, sorry guys, just one little thing again. Um, Always one in there. I, I know he's sorry. creeping <laughs> in every time at the end, isn't he? Just, just to sort of side bit on. It's commentary related, so I thought I might as well bring it in. But uh, yeah. did anyone see the comments from Matt Hackett about the goaltending situation in commentary? Yeah, yeah, no? he, he weren't a happy person, no. was he? No. Was he not? No. He, um, uh, the blame culture, I think, is best to describe it. Yeah. Whereas he felt he was blamed for everything. Um, he warned Jamie Phillips about the situation and, and said, look, look what happened there. So, <laughs> Yeah, I think it's best to, to file it under exceedingly salty. Mm. Brilliant. Worth digging up for. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm definitely going to have a look at that. I haven't, I haven't seen it, so I've got, I've got no idea. Um, anything else? Now, right, we'll move on to Dundee Stars, who have three players. They've, again, going forwards, Anthony Beauregard, Craig Garrigan, and Connor Sills. So, Beauregard... Sorry, Griff, you go. So, you mean the Opal Fruit-sponsored Dundee Stars? No, 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 I don't mean the Opal Fruit-sponsored Dundee Stars. <laughs> I used to like you, Griff. <laughs> Don't, don't, don't I can picture the jersey in the Opal Fruit Colours now. <laughs> Andy, if you've got five minutes. Um... <laughs> Joe has exited the chat. Um, <laughs> now, what, what do we think, other than the Opal Fruit sponsored Dundee Stars, what, what do we think to that as a core? Again, some of the commentary, good good start, good core. Beauregard, um, yeah, did, had a great first season uh, for Dundee. Um, looking at the new guy um, from the University of Ottawa. So, again, I think they've gone down the uh, the sort of um, U Sports route. Sports, yeah. uh, but decent OHL. Um, experience in respect of the play for the Plymouth Whalers uh, and four years at the University of Ottawa. So, again, I think we've mentioned this podcast before. I think certain teams will go down the route of, to get an advantage and keep, you know, within their means by signing 
players from the youth sport who could be, you know, years later actually be very good, you know, good European careers, good AHL careers. Mm. So, um, you know, look at his points. Um, you know, I think he'll do all right in Dundee. I think he'll, I think he'll do well. Yeah, 48 points in 93 games in the U Sports League. Pretty decent. I think he'll, he'll, hopefully he'll do well. Well, that's what Pasha will be thinking anyway. Signing Beauregard back, that's pretty good of a key signing for them. Because he was pretty pretty decent. I mean, gave probably one of the, at the time, probably one of the funniest chirps I've probably heard in a while on that season where, he told one of the linesmen, you can't touch me, you're just a lino. <laughs> it's like, how everything to say you say that? It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, Beauregard's a very good place to start from. Uh, Connor Sills, New Sports League. Yeah, I've uh, seen quite a few players come from from New Sports. And uh, in particular, last season, we had, you had Liam Morgan join uh, Belfast. I think it, it did pretty decent job there, so uh, yeah, I think he could do a good enough, if not better job than than Liam. So yeah, it's great if 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 they can bring back uh, a few key ones like Kevin Dufour, uh, Dridden Dow, possibly Eagles Cowns, and then build from there. I think Leclerc as well. Team. I think they need yeah, Leclerc back yeah, Leclerc, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't really add any more to what you guys have said again. Um, a good core, a lot yet to be signed. Um, I think Connor Stills, as you guys have said, it, it's it's that unproven talent. It's a difficult stat to read from the U Sports. He's not put up bad bad stats. Um, you know, 25 years old. Could he come in? And, and as, with no disrespect to Dundee, but could he come into a team that are potentially going to have? You know, obviously you've already touched on the players that they need to sign there, Andy. But they, you know, they they could potentially have. Some lower, you know, some lower shooters. They're not going to have the, the the firepower that the likes of Cardiff have got, that, that Sheffield have got, that Belfast have got. But that's not always a bad thing. And Dundee have, have, have at times thrived on that. And maybe they've just found a player here who can go into that team as an unassuming player and just show what he can do. And that's the key thing. And you know, he's twenty. As he's twenty-five years old. He's got a career in front of him. This is his time to make an impression away from that U Sports League and away from playing uni hockey. So this is a big year for him. And if it, if it pays off for him, it's going to pay off in buckets for, for Dundee as well. Um, and then, as you say, Anthony Beauregard and, and Craig Garrigan, two good additions again. Um, I think Beauregard was a player that they wanted to see back. So definitely a guy, a, a guy that they wanted to see back in their colours. And as I think, you, I think the guy that you've said... In addition to Leclerc, I think Dufour is the guy that they need to be re-signing now. Leclerc, Dow and Dufour are the, are the main three, I think, for them. Uh, any more on Dundee? No. So we move on to the next team, which again is a nice easy one to discuss. It's the Five Flyers and they have nobody. So oh. another yeah, one. They don't have anybody until August. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, don't they? Don't they generically like just not sign players until the last minute? Anyway, like, was that not the story of their off season last year? Yeah, go to the bargain basement, see what they can pick up. The question <laughs> is now. Their social media is better. 
<laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. The question is now, who are they going to re-sign that they can cut off the top of their head on the oh. announcement picture? <laughs> yeah. That's the question. Well, that was awful. Paul Crowder or uh, Sparrow Galakis could, could do that there. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with... Uh, I, I think they're going to sign Paul and Tim Crowder and they're going to get them mixed up on the pictures. That's that's what I think. They're going to have Tim Crowder with a picture of Paul and Paul Crowder with a picture of Tim. That's what I, that's, that's going to be my... I'm putting my money on that. Imagine, imagine if Chara signed for them. That'd be right, George, trying to cut his head off, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? Our camera would not go to this height. So obviously you've just got like his chin. <laughs> Brilliant. Um... Have we got anything else on Fife, or are we, are we good to, to, to move on to a team that actually has players on paper? Um, the next team, I say to move on to a team with players on paper, the next team is actually Glasgow, and they also don't have players on paper. So another swift one. But an interesting one for them, though, because they don't have... Um, well, Zach Fitzgerald is obviously not the coach, so they also don't have a coach yet. So they're in very uncertain waters in terms of we can't really gauge how they're going to go at all interesting that both Nottingham and Glasgow don't have players on paper yet both Neil Black's teams not putting anybody out yet that's interesting it's about right <laughs> yeah and I, say, and I say that in respect of kind of how they do business really I know it's good. I mean, their roster matches their uh, their list of webcasts last season. So, but Glasgow are going to do webcasts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they now, now bit the bullet. They are going to do webcasts. Yeah. But yeah, now it'll be interesting to see what see with them. Obviously, we'll we'll discuss later on that they have had quite a, a significant departure as well um, in a player who is retiring. Uh, but we'll come on to that later. Uh, so inter- very interesting um, in Glasgow right now. Uh, the next team we have is the Guildford Flames, um, probably the most in-depth team so far in terms of who they've got signed. Uh, they've got Kevin Lindskog, who's their goalie. Uh, they have D-man Stephen Lee, re-signed, I think, today or yesterday. It was quite recently. Um, and then forwards, John Dunbar, Joshua Waller and Ian Waters. I, I like the goalie, I'm not going to lie. I think he's going to be a, a, a pick of the season so far. I think he could be even, you know, probably up the top four. Um, and that's without Sheffield, Cardiff uh, and Belfast uh, showing their hand. Um, you know, a lot and Glasgow of... Glasgow as well. Glasgow have had some decent... They have, but results aside, apart from the season of yeah. Russell was the coach, yeah. they've not been in that bracket. Um, he's played you know, a lot of um, decent uh, top-end junior in Sweden. Um, he's one year in... In North America, he played 47 games with a, a 2.49 goals against uh, save percentage of 0.923. Not to be not to be sniffed at. And you look at the teams he's played at in Belarus: uh, Shakhtar Soligorsk, uh, 2.30 goals against with 0.908. Rungsted played 1718, uh, 2.65 with a similar goal save percentage of 0.908. Uh, Katowice, um 1.86 goals against with uh, 9.936. So in, in Renon, the same thing. It's around top one in goals against uh, one point at the top end of that to two. But the save percentage is always 0.90, So his, his percentage is going to give them more than just a chance, I think. It's, it's going to be that. If I'm honest, I think it's a bit of an upgrade on what they've had for the past couple of years. Mm. And I, think, I generally do think he'll be in the you know, top four bracket. Of goalies. 
whenever the season starts and finishes. I think we need to track this this year, don't we? We we always have like a few players that we all say these are the players to watch, and I think in past years we've really really not done too well on this. So I think we need to actually keep I track this year. Well, you said the yeah. Rupert brothers a couple of years ago. Last year, I think a couple of us said Martin St. Pierre. Um, uh, Patrick, Patrick Wonka. <laughs> Patrick Wonka, yeah, exactly. So, do you know, we, I, think, I think we've got that bad track record, but I think we'll come back to this, and I think we need to pick a couple of players each that are our players to watch for the season, and we'll write it down, and at the end of the season, we'll come back and see how we did. But, I, I, yeah, inter- interesting estimation from particularly Dave as the netty amongst us. It's, it's a big prediction. I think also for me, he's, he's gone around in terms of different countries, different leagues, and also it's out of his comfort zone. You know, mm. first, you know, he's got uh, spending a year in North America. Really, is from from Sweden uh, and probably you know small towns in Sweden to the North American Trail in terms of different cities, different towns, completely out of his comfort zone to do well, respectively. I think that'll be up there. But that's the thing. I mean, before we, sorry, just before you throw it over to Greff and Andy, that's that's the other thing. The amount of times that you see players that spend their entire career playing in Sweden or Finland or you know playing in their home country, and then all of a sudden they decide to venture out and it doesn't go well because it's it's too much of a a culture shock in terms of having so many changes around you as well as trying to focus on a different style of hockey. So I think with him you've not got that risk at least. It's not the th- the wonder of, oh, how is he going to settle in because he's had that change. You notice a lot of players, whether it's goalie or outskaters, whether that first year out of their, their comfort zone. And I'm, this is not a criticism of any, of any player that's kind of dipped on this. Um, but you see that first year, it's either, it's either um, hit or miss. Yeah. One of better phrase. That's appropriate for this podcast. Um, this is a hit. He's, he's, he's done well, been consistent. He's been able to do everything that he had done back in Sweden so yeah good good signing for me good signing by uh, by Dixon yeah, I mean looking at if he's also played a good amount of Conti Cup action as well or Challenge Cup as Joe would say alright alright why is it what's with the drive-bys today why not? It's, it's, it's been a while so you know we're, we're cashing him in He's saving them up. Definitely. I mean, I'm actually looking at who they've signed. John Dunbar and Ian Waters is a great signing for them too. He's on the on the same line together. They're just incredible. And then obviously Stevie Lee. Even better. Yeah, they've got some fantastic players um, sent up there. Um, in particular, uh, Waters, I think it's his third season, uh, did really well Did really well last year. And uh, yeah, Linsko looks good. Uh, from my understanding, he's been a goalie they've been after for quite a long time. So uh, it, it was great for Dixon to finally land him. Uh, Steve Lee, you know, fantastic British guy. Uh, got so much experience and brings... A lot of uh, you know, defensive qualities to Skillford, uh, so that's great for him. And, and Waller, we all know, um, amazing goal he scored last season. But uh, the yeah, we sort of mucked it up when he uh, <laughs> dropped his stick while doing his selly. Uh, but yeah, yeah, again, another good small call there. 
Yeah, it's difficult to tell at this time in the season, isn't it? But say we we always talk about the importance of having a good goalie between the pipes, and statistically he looks great. Waters and Dunbar were 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 two guys that I think were on the must sign list, and then um, yeah, Steve Lee again, Brit D man, decent like good quality Brit D man. Yeah, I can't really add any more to what you guys have said. Good, good core. Good solid core, yes. Good solid core. Um. Then we move on to Greth's team. I'm not even going to say anything about this. I'm just going to throw it to Greth because yeah, let him have his moment. Well, that we signed Cam Critchlow and Tyson Fawcett. Hey, they were pretty, pretty good last season for us. Cam, when he wasn't injured, he actually did pretty well. He was good in the face-offs. Got all over, and then obviously you Tyson guys. What my height, my and Stafford height. So obviously that's five seven. Pretty fast. So definitely not me, but that's definitely for Stafford. Pretty. He was pretty. He was pretty decent. Twenty six points in forty nine games. I was glad to see him back. Good signings uh, from the call that Manchester was starting to get some kind of of run that could have given that that sort of holy moment of making the playoffs. Um, they were getting on that cusp of trying, you know, a real. Whereas compared to the year before, I think everyone knew it kind of it was like they went to that one-off game against Coventry, but I think everyone kind of knew it was just not going to happen. I think this year is starting to kind of they had a genuine shot of making the the playoffs. So. Get the core, root out some of the rubbish, and who knows? We could see him, um, you know, a bit more mid-table, a bit more, you know, safe in the playoffs. And we may have that time when we get Griff saying them immortal words: Manchester Stormer in the playoffs. I mean, they were in the my fancies and bony playoffs, so that's that's the prestigious one. That's the one that (laughs) you need to be in. It's what you put your, it's what you put on your CV. That's what's going to. That is what's going to get Andrew Lord that job in Austria. Exactly that. It's true. It is true. Um, I, I can't really add any more, gents. It's, it's you know, it is it is what it is. You've got two guys on paper. I don't think they are the players that you, you know to write home about when they re-sign, but they are. You know, they're certainly going to be a good addition to the team. They're going to add some strength to the team. Uh, your main priority has to be signing Matt Jin. Simple as that. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I think everyone knows that. Yeah. But that all depends if he wants to venture out. It's true. Well, how many seasons has he had now? Is that his, was that his second season last season? Yeah, second. Yeah. That's wait and see. Yeah. Um, again, there's not a whole lot I can really add to it. Um, Jin, yeah, again, massive priority. He's definitely new to be the number one for them. Um, I probably... We'll say Frankie Melton was a was a good addition. I think he'd be welcome back. Uh, Raymond Gruel again, did a really good job. So, it was the yeah. one that they let go of halfway. Mario Puskaric ended up like that one of their yeah. top yeah. scorers. And, and yeah. Kyle yeah. Hope as well, wasn't there? Were, were they the one though? Kyle went, went to came back. Yeah, like within yeah. like a week of leaving, he came back. Doing the Oka Coca. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Well, within that week, we got a sponsor, so. 
Yeah. Well, he's proved that you should have resigned him. You should have. You should have got him back. Zach Sullivan as well is, is another, I, I think, priority British signing for me, especially yeah. after, you know, he's, well, he's like he's like an advocate for lead now. You know, he's 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 really, you know, just hearing story is, you know, he's he's such a lot of people in the same situation. And I think you know, I I, I don't know if you've seen his his interview uh, with NHL last night, but you know, again, for for a great thing like that, but to also put you know put British hockey out there. That, of, of this sort of accepting sort of league that it is, and and the country as well. It's, I think it's going to attract a lot more players. So yeah, it'd be fantastic for him. Mm. Any more on Manchester? No. Uh, we then move on to Nottingham Panthers. Another easy one. No players on paper. Matheson has left. That's what it's one that you touched on earlier, Andy. Um, he has gone to a team that I don't want to even try and pronounce. Somewhere in Romania. That one. The Ersta League. We need to get Iggy to do this. Yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> you need to so, get a yeah. wine to do it, to pronounce our, it for you. Our, our team it's true, yeah. yeah. I could, I could attempt it. Go for it. Please do. <laughs> okay, just get in here. This is the point where he gets one of those speech to so text to speech things and then just cheats. Oh. There you go. Oh, it's an yeah. I at the end, isn't it? Gergioi. Gerg whatever it is. Some Romanian team, that'll do. Gergioi. Mm. I yeah, I think he's a loss for Nottingham in fairness. I would have done a decent job. You know, he did a good job for them last season. Um Maybe not such a good job for the Steelers the season before, but I don't think as bad as a lot a lot of people would have let off. Um, I, I don't know. Again, goaltender is a, is a key priority for them because Kevin Carr had a great season again. So it's another another team that we're saying need to resign their goalie if they can. Any more on Nottingham? So last but not least, um, we come to the Steelers. Uh, they have a few players on paper, one of which I suspect may not be on paper come the start of the season. Uh, they've got James Bettower, David Phillips, Kieran Brown, Robert Dowd, Alex Graham, and Jonathan Phillips. You've got the captain there, you've got the heartbeat, you've got everything that is what the Steelers are about in one player in, in Jonathan Phillips. Um, so that was a. You always knew it was going to happen. Is a sign that you don't get excited about? But you are excited that he resigns. He's not gonna. He's never gonna be your your Valorand, your her, your Joey Martin. But in essence, is the 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 DNA of the Steelers in the last ten or so years is in one jersey, and that's the number twenty that's worn for Sheffield. It, is, it just screams everything that the club stands for and what it's about. So mm. you know, like I said, you, you know, you'll. Everyone was like, oh, I've got a signing. It's John Phillips. And I'm like, mm. But actually, it's as important as the top line because it's the DNA. It's just, it's the, it's that, it's kind of that, what about it's like that comfort blanket when, when you're not well. And I say that in respect of, you know, when when it's there, everything's good. Everything just feels better. And you know, when Phillips is playing for the Steelers with the C badge on his shirt, you know, things are just better because it's, it's, that thing, he's, he's he's the most successful captain. He's 
everything that he does is the epitome of what a British player youngster should be looking up to. He sets the example. He sets the bar. So that's why that's why I kind of throw the, the comeback. Is you feel better that you know he's in your club. You'd rather have him playing for you, not in a, in a um, Connolly sense of an agitator role, but you'd rather him on your team than not. Uh, the youngsters are endowed, you know, down to the few week, months of to get fit. So hopefully he'll be back. Um, I, I'm, I, I won't be as much as I didn't mind Batawa. I wouldn't be surprised if Batawa doesn't end up in Sheffield next year. He didn't get a lot of ice time at all by the end of the season. Yeah. He was the guy that was the healthy scratch. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, was moved on. And in fairness, if it was him or Kuka, yeah, come along, Kuka, come back. Um, mm. You're more than welcome, along with Chonsinski. Um And in fairness, I'd have, a, I'd have Harabble back. Yeah, so would I. Um, It'd be Brocklehurst that I'd drop out of the, out of the other. That's a difficult one, because I'd agree with you, per se, but then you looked at the stats and you go, actually, he'd be the, one of the first he'd re-sign. I just, I just didn't, I just there were, didn't there were like some of the things yeah. about him. Yeah, they were just, I didn't, I thought he took stupid penalties at the wrong times. I thought that was the yeah. most critical thing that he kept, that he constantly did. But I think it'll also be a, a big year for the likes of Kieran Brown and Alex Graham, mm. and maybe any other youngsters who uh, are brought up. Um, I think they're going to get more time. I think they're going to get more, you know, more ice time. And I think a season under Fox, I think he now got, he's got to know them. It's got to understand them, and then that trust element that the youngsters will need, and it will help them. So I think yeah. that's, it's, I think it's as big a year. You know, Kieran Brown, I, I think this is where he could potentially um, really establish himself. Establish himself. My apologies, um, as a regularised time. A little battle with Kieran, um, not Kieran, because he's Kieran, Cole Shudra, um who had, has he re, has he re, was he on a multi-year contract? Not on elite prospects. So you know, if, if, if I'm assuming Cole resigns. That could be one where you know there could be the healthy battle. You know, I'm presuming that Cole was on a multi-year that ended last season because he came in the was it the season before or the season before that or something. He did, obviously didn't come in at the same time as Kieran. So I'm presuming Kieran signed a two or three year, and Cole signed a multi-year that expired last season or something along those lines. Possibly, I don't yeah. know. I wouldn't expect Cole to go anywhere else now. I didn't expect him to stay in Sheffield. So the only thing I think of as well with Kieran is he's coming back from an injury as well. Yeah. Quite a significant one. He was out a lot of the season last year, wasn't he? Yeah, he only played, what, 19 games last year? Mm. Should be interesting. I mean, so did Dowdy, though. So Dowdy had a significant portion of the season out. Um, it'd be interesting to see if we ran a playoff format similar, similar to the NHL if Dowdy would be back on the ice. Like Jay Gensel will be back on the ice for the Penguins. I just had to say that because I wanted to mention that Jay Gensel was back for the Penguins. Jakey G. Jakey G. What do we make to the rest of the team that they've got on paper though? Pretty decent. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, like Dave said, no, Jonathan Phillips not, you know, not the sort of Lionel Messi of the hockey world or anything like that, but. If if you if you were on a ship and and you were stuck in stormy waters, you would want Jonathan Phillips at the helm because you know he, he is a heartbeat of that team. And if, whether they're going through a bit of a lull or uh, not playing as well as well, there should be. You know, he's he's always there. He's always there. He's, he doesn't shout. He's, he's not one of those people. He's just one of those people who 
one of those leaders who will, you know, make make you play harder just by the speeches that he gives. You know, he's he, he is just the ultimate person. Uh, yeah, and but Tower, um, if he does stay, uh, be interesting to see uh, whether he does or not. But uh, I believe that he was uh, made the swing guy to replace Meland when he went. Mm. Uh, I think he played a few shifts up forward. Uh, yeah, I know very well about that one. Uh, <laughs> Still the right um, guy this time. I have. I know, amazing, isn't it? Miracles do happen. Um, was it yeah, James Betower that you got him mixed up with? I can't remember. I don't know who it was. It's good to see you got your swinging uh, correct now, uh, Andy. I have, yeah. yeah. It, 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 make, it makes well. sense, because his stats say forward slash D on them on an elite yeah. prospect. So I bet that's what you did. If you did, you I predicted think, I think the season. I think it probably was, yeah. So actually, we wrongly titled Andy gets the wrong swing guy. <laughs> I think we'll find actually by the end of the season Andy got the right swing guy. <laughs> what a big U-turn. Um, yeah, again they've got a good a good core there. Uh, in terms of Alex Graham, you know, a very young prospect. He's, he's got a, a bright future ahead of him. Uh, he's so in the CHL I'm, draft as well, isn't he? Is it next year? Yes, he is. Yeah. Yes, I. That's fantastic again for for a British player. It's brilliant. Mm. Um, in terms of Kieran Brown, if he if he has got one of those injuries that is going to hinder, you know, be quite a, a lengthy sort of return to action, then uh, do they call on Jack Brammer and give him a, a few shifts or give him a bit of a chance? Because he, he turns 17 next month. Uh, he's played for five different Sheffield teams, including Steel Dogs this season. He's put some fairly decent points in the league that is. So, do they call on him? Do they give him give him a, a bit of a chance? Uh, but yeah, still looking good. Yeah, I'd probably give Jack probably a good shout. Uh, even if you like, you do you you sign him for like a, a three year deal, then loan him straight back out to Steel Dogs. Mm. Uh, still, oh, so then you train him with the pros, but you're also getting a lot of ice time. I'll then help him a lot. But getting you still having Dalsy on the team, that's pretty pretty damn good. I mean, I think anyone in the league would love to have Robert Dalsy on their team. Yeah. He is a great player. I mean, obviously with General Phillips, he's for, even for a thirty seven year old, mm. he is still really good. I mean he's not worth getting up at six AM for but he's still a really good player. And obviously, you re-signed, you got Davy Phillips now. One Brick D-man. As much as I really got a, of a, a liking for him when it comes to club level, when it's GB level, he's, he's outstanding. And then, who knows with James Patella, see what happens there. It'd be interesting mm. to see you sign as a goalkeeper, though. Goaltender, sorry. I mean, you signed Jeremy Brudeau and he never really saw the ice because of the season transferred so soon. I don't think he'd have seen the ice anyway. In all honesty. I think he was signed to make sure that we weren't didn't have a season sunk by Duba getting injured. I think that was that I think that was his sole purpose. I think I think if we were out of the the, the league title or if we were well and truly secured on for the league title, he'd have got some ice time. 
But I think on on the way that the runnings were going in, we'd have kept Duber unless he got injured. I think he was just a fail-safe option. I I think next season depends on... I I think next season depends on who... on what rules continue. Because if they continue with the cap on import signed, then I can't see us wasting an import space on a second import goalie. Um, If that was the case, then I'd be signing Duber as a goalie coach signing a different import netty and then the rule as is is that it, a goalie injury can result in a 19th import being signed at which point we'd already have Duber on the sidelines ready to step in so we don't have to take whoever's on the market at that point that would be the way that I would play it if we're allowed to have more than those 18 imports I'd sign Duber and a second import but it just depends on which way the league goes because I think realistically he was 40 years old and I think he's the first time in Along as many seasons as I can remember, that Steelers have actually had a goalie that was able to play 100% of the games. Because we've always ended up with some bad injury and then ended up winning the league with Marek Pinch. You know, but it's every season. It's the first season in as long as I can remember where we've not had a goalie injury at some point. So he's 40, but he's, he's the one that didn't get injured. Um, I can't see Betawa coming back at all. I'd like to see it in the sense because he was raved about all the time about having a great point shot and we never really got to see his point shot. Um, and I'd like to see that, to see how that how that you know comes and contributes to the team. David Phillips had his best season by far last season that he's had in an orange jersey, if not any jersey. Um, Kieran Brown and Alex Graham, two good guys that we need to be keeping on our books. We need to be keeping them within the team because, you know... We're not going to be keeping Jonathan Phillips forever. We're not going to be keeping Dowdy forever. We're not going to be keeping Davey or Ben O'Connor or whoever. We're not going to be keeping them forever. And we need to have a backup plan for when our players start to retire or start to move on. We need to have those Brit players. Um, And I think Kieran Brown and Alex Graham, I think Jordan Griffin and Cole Shooter are also two players that we need to prioritise. I think if we keep them, then we've got a good core in preparation for when that eventually does happen. Um, Jono, just... I, I agree with you, Dave, that it was an underwhelming signing in that we knew it was going to happen. It wasn't the signing. when you don't. It's not the signing where you go, oh my God, we're going to announce Jono because we knew he was going to come back. He was never going to retire after his career on a partly finished season and he was never going to go to anybody else for another season. So uh, to my mind, he was always going to re-sign. Um, and if you actually watched him on social media, I think he did a video for somebody who I saw something on social media where some parents, some parents messaged him and asked him if they passed the message on to their son that they'd bought season tickets for next season. And he was saying things like, oh, we'll see you back at the, in Sheffield next season and all this kind of stuff. His general attitude and body language on social media seemed to suggest that he was going to be coming back as well. Um but I agree with you guys. The thing was, look at the Doug Christiansen year when the C was wrongfully taken off of criminal Jonathan Phillips. That playoff trophy did not feel the same being lifted by a captain that was not Jonathan Phillips. And that's not taking anything away from Gertson, but it was criminal that he was t- it was only an assistant. Yeah, but it was. Um, do we have anything else to add on Sheffield, or are we good to to leave it at that? Sound. So we'll move on from that. So the last thing I have on the agenda 
his retirement. I know that Dave, you said you've got something that you wanted to add as well. Um, this, in fairness, is just a brief mention. There's two players that have announced this, their retirement since our last podcast. Uh, Patrick Killeen is one. Touched on the fact that it's very uncertain in, in Glasgow right now. And in fairness, losing Patrick Killeen as being potentially between the pipes is a, is a big loss for them and a lot more uncertainty. Um, I've not been quiet about the fact that I, he was my goalie of choice last season. Um, I probably wouldn't have re-signed him this season, to be honest, but... Um, you know, big loss for Glasgow. And then Scott Arson, the player who uh, who did once play in the Steelers jersey uh, and then went over to Fife. He's also announced his retirement as well. Another big loss um, from a defensive side. I think it's, it's a shame for anybody who retires in the next couple of months. They they don't get that moment to say thank you. They don't get that final moment. So it's kind of like, when you, you see, see, I weren't there for the game. I don't know why. Uh, Hewitt and Leguiz final game and they had that moment in front of the fans to say goodbye. Mm. Um, so these guys won't have, won't have that opportunity. It's, it's, it's sad. It's, it's yeah. been kind of deprived of them. Um, but good servants um, in the game. Um, I, I did like Colleen. did a photo of all his teams, um, apart from the Milton Keynes year where he had a photo of his draft year um, in place. Uh, Arson, I, I felt he did well in Sheffield uh, in a season which was... Strange, shall we say? Turbulent. <laughs> yes, turbulent, very much so. Um, did well at Glasgow, or Braves as it were then, um, and did the same in five. You know, decent player, never heard much bad about him, so you wish them all, you wish them and the families the, the very best as they uh, go into the real world and join us. We've thing. also missed out the another two players, Jordan Haywood from Glasgow Glass Fan. He's retired. Mm-hmm. And Jeremy London. He's retired. Of course, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Though I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see London play for Whitley Bay. I really yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he played for Whitley Bay. But the same thing, you know, they've had that chance to go and thank the crowds and you know, sign off on their terms in that family sense. It's kind of been deprived of them, so it's, it's sad, but um wish him all the best. Mm. That was his 11th season with Guildford 11th straight 11th season. season I remember when you left the Vipers So that's how long ago they've been gone Wow It's crazy It is yeah okay. no, I, I agree about not having the um, The the goodbye though I mean that was that was like One of the things that I was the most disappointed Because wasn't Rod Saric's Against Frölunda wasn't it in the CHL Salzburg Oh, oh yeah, sorry, yeah, it was against Salzburg. So we were actually away for that game. Yeah, you was away. Um, yes, I remember text- messaging you the, the scores. Because Rod didn't get that goodbye because there were other players leaving and he didn't want to steal their thunder. So he just kind of quietly announced he was retiring after the season had finished. So he ended up getting that goodbye by accident almost afterwards. Yeah. Um, no. You know, it's a shame because you went particularly for a lot of, I mean, particularly out of that, for the likes of Lundin, if, in fairness, if he's played 11 seasons with Guildford, that's the kind of career where you want to be able to say you go buys on the ice afterwards. But, you know, I can't imagine it's an easy decision for anybody that's made that decision off the back of this season. But, got to listen to your other options sometimes, I guess. Indeed, yeah. Yeah, has been a fair. Fair amount of retirements this year. 
Well, Springer yeah. as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Springer, Bentivoglio. Bentivoglio, yeah, that's another big one. Awesome. Clean. It's crazy. And that's only the ones we know about. Yeah, it's true, yeah, true. We got anything else to add on retirement? No. Nope. I'm going to throw it over to you, Dave, because you were, you said you had a uh, an AOB. It's kind of a bit, it's kind of an idea that for for a, a podcast for future, and it's kind of touched on by what Andy was saying and what you were saying about the blueprint. Um, so inspired by one of the the other podcasts I've been listening to or watching on YouTube, um, House of Rugby, they did one where. In terms of rugby union, in terms of they sent the two panelists who ones both exit England internationals, one's a World Cup winner, uh, to how they would realign domestic rugby and world and international rugby, and have it all aligned. And I just think it'd be interesting, given the gap that we've had with obviously the coronavirus everything, as a project for the next podcast, what we would have as an actual project to properly align the British game, and how we'd actually sort it, and what we would have. And it's a basis of without previous, uh, you know, generations of, oh, this can't change, you know, the normal dregs that you hear on social media and forums. But just a, this is a blueprint. This is what we're going to do to get the game on an even more of an even of an up curve, but from bottom to top. Mm. And, and kind of that's why I was saying what Andy said. What Andy said was that was really good and, and something that is logical in every aspect of what he said. And I just think it'd be good to just have that one where we kind of, let's call it a bit of homework, where we just go away and, and, we, and we put something together that we go, right, this is what we would do. So, Commissioner Dutton, what are you going to do to do the game? You know, Commissioner Commission, Dutton. Commissioner Wait, how are you going to align the juniors, the semi-pro and the pro game? That type of thing. What are you going to, you know, that your remit is, this is a blank canvas, but you're joining every bit together. Mm. And it kind of, not inspired, but when they had the... They did the the review where they were going to merge all the governing boards, weren't they? Where, you know, you've yeah. got the EIHA, the SIHA, and they kind of, they didn't get enough votes to go ahead with it. They won it, but not on the sufficient percentage. Um, so it's kind of, okay. And then sort of watch that, obviously, during the lockdown. It's like, what, like, what would we do? So I, I think that'd be an interesting one. Just And it's a sole podcast just on that. Yeah, sounds like a good plan to me. Shall we set that as our as our to be continued point then, and say that this is what we're going to go away and think about? If anybody has any thoughts, feel free to um, to pitch in or to give those uh, those to us over social media. It's IMFM Podcast on Twitter, My Fancy Zamboni Podcast on Facebook. I still throw, can't remember what it is on Instagram. Throw them grenades, because I bet there's some grenades that people want to throw. Oh yeah, I bet there is. Um, is. Somebody please tell me the Instagram while I'm on it. I can never remember what it is. I'm just trying to find out. Can you set it up? Yeah, but that's not the point. I set all. I set the three up, and I can't it, remember it's, which it's ones MSZ they are. It's MSZ Podcast. Sound MSZ Podcast on Instagram as well. Um, let us know. Let us know whether you whether you say something that we agree with or disagree with. We will uh, we'll do our best to get around any that are, that are, that are sent to us. And uh, and yeah, I think that that gives us something to look forward to for the next episode. So can our outro music be uh, that Bruno Mars song then, if, if we're going to pull grenade, grenade throwing thing? <laughs> Joe, you know when you come to editing this podcast, can we just cut that bit? No. Yeah. Just throw it out. 
doing it on that as well. I have no words for this. I wouldn't even go that far, Graf. No, I wouldn't. You're done. In fact, you know, can we can we can we change it around? Can we get rid of it? Pending next season, sure. Andy, it's the healthy scratch. <laughs> <laughs> I am all like. <laughs> I are. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. Brilliant. Right, gents, well, if that's what we're gonna do, then I think I think that's as good a, a time as any to call it, unless anybody's got anything else that they want to uh, they want to say. I think we've probably overstepped the two hour mark considerably again here, so standard. um standard, sorry. yeah. Not sorry. So, true uh congratulations to anybody who has made it this far apologies to anybody that actually tried to watch this live um i bet you're glad that you didn't now knowing how long it's gone on for but apologies to anybody who uh, tried to watch it live uh, i was doing my best to get it up and running and it just it just wasn't happening i don't know whether it was a network thing i don't know whether it was partly the, the weather that was having an issue because we were we all said we were having issues with skype at one point so i don't know whether it's it's partly that i've, I've no idea uh, but apologies to anybody that was listening to that uh, but for the time being uh, dave thank you very much sir Thank you, uh, Joe. Um, as ever, thank you, Graf. Thank you, Andy. Even though that last bit, you've just a, abomination. You're very uh, welcome. Oh, you... Wrong podcast. <laughs> no, the, there are words for that, but not for this podcast. But thank you to everyone who's listened. Um, great to get the band back together for our normal two hours of nonsense. Um, yeah, thank you very much, Joe. Yeah, cheers. And Andy, same to you. Thank you very much. We'll uh, we'll just we'll 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 skim over the last comment and we'll just we'll just go with a thank you for the rest of it. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Okay. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Griff. Thanks, Griff. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for everyone listening. Uh, more, one more thing to add. I'm joking, don't worry. <laughs> I actually thought he was going to add something else then. This is the fight where we start the next I episode. I will do that to you all. This, this you is the liar. Fight the, the next episode's <laughs> intro music is going to be Andy singing Bruno Mars. That's what it's, that's what <laughs> no. it's going to be. It's the only recovery from this. There's no think. I've already, I've already um, killed one song in uh, Quite Ugly. I'm not, I'm not doing it again. You did two house. songs that night, didn't you? I can't remember. One did song. I? One song. I sung one. Just one. You sung one. Yeah, we both sung one each. There's no evidence of the video for you, Dave. It's a shame because I think mine was pretty decent. There was No, there was evidence of Dave's. I videoed it. Given I was tucked up once again. I videoed it because me and Andy stitched him up. <laughs> <laughs> and by me and Andy stitched him up, I mean I went up to Andy and said, "Go and tell the DJ to put <laughs> Caroline on for Dave." Teamwork. I got up. I got, teamwork, up. I got a free drink. That's true. I know it's good though, isn't it? At least it wasn't Carlsberg. Oh, for that. Or Tubog. Yes. Or Tubog. Yeah. <laughs> and moving on. That one that's, please. <laughs> and moving on, on from that swiftly. Uh, thank you to the Two Plus Wonder, Gref. A lot of drive-bys this week. I'm not. I'm not impressed. I mean, you're just getting used to it, really. That's true. It's true. Just wait. Yeah, if, you, if you say you complain about the least amount of drive-bys, you if you actually get over to mince wheels, imagine the number will, be, will just be times by ten at least. I I, I hope so. Oh mate, that is, that is a hope. I mean, that'll be like, like, that'll be like a project. That'll be a project of ours that will just pff, year in the making. Can you imagine? Yeah, we could do a live cool. podcast from Minsk. We, we did, we'd have done one in Slovakia, but the there was no Wi-Fi in the, in the apartment. Mm. But... <laughs> yes. but yeah, anyway. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Stafford, Joe, Dave, anyone that tried to watch on Twitch, and anyone that's still listening now. MVPs as always. 
yeah, this is very true. Now, thank you to everybody for listening. Again, apologies if you tried to watch it live, but thank you. Another episode of My Fancy Zamboni, and we've got some homework to do. Mm-hmm.